2: This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. This is how it's always been. I'm on the outside looking in. Welcome to Double Love, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High, book by book. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And this week it's episode seventy. Can you believe it? That many episodes, or sorry, it's book seventy. It's actually considerably more episodes, and <laughs> oh it God. is Ms. Quarterback. That's right. She's here, and she means business. Oh, she certainly does. Well, you can see she means business from the cover. Can you describe it, please?
0: Uh, I can. Uh, yeah, we can do we can do blurbs after. Um, she... Oh, sorry. Yes. I'm,
2: I'm so dazzled by her blue steel. (laughs) I mean,
0: she's quite the formidable cover model. Um, Yeah, we can start with the cover though. So yeah, it's it's Claire Middleton, who we had previously heard a little bit about. Um, But yeah, here she is on her own cover all by herself, um, staring right down the lens. Uh, She's gorgeous. Uh, Claire has this lovely long brown hair, kind of a sideswept fringe. Um, it's a good look. She's wearing like a football jersey with the proper mm. like padding and everything. So she's got the big footballer shoulders uh, and she's clutching uh, an American football as well. Um, yeah. And I have to say, like, it's funny, this cover, like, I don't remember ever actually reading this book. As a kid. However, I so vividly remember this cover and like being in the library and holding this book and looking at this cover and being like, ah, yes, this is a feminism. Like, <laughs> just imprinted on me and ever since like when i think sweet valley high covers this is one of the ones i think of so i've actually oh. been really looking forward to this book because i genuinely could not remember had i ever read it and i actually don't think i did so i don't know what oh. i was doing just holding the book never <laughs> actually just taking it out you're
2: so dazzled by claire's
0: gaze. maybe she just intimidated me i don't know mm. what it was but yeah just i was so i've actually been really looking forward to this one um and I'm glad to say it didn't disappoint. So that was very didn't. exciting.
2: <laughs> well. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Will we, will we do some blurbs? Yes. Um, I'm so mesmerised by Blue Steel there. I uh, got confused. But the opening tag, cover tagline is, a girl on the football team?
0: <laughs> Question mark. No, no messing. No.
2: And the answer is yes. Spoiler
0: alert. <laughs> you knew it was coming. It's true.
2: What's the back line?
0: May the best person win.
2: Ooh, I love that they're doing a sort of a gender-neutral word. Mm. They're 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 messing with our minds. It's nice, I like it. Yeah. Well, the blurb is full of drama too. <laughs> Ken Matthews has regained his sight, only to face another battle. Oh. No. <laughs> <Poor Ken. laughs> now, now that he's recovered, everyone assumes that Ken is sure to win back his old position as quarterback for the Gladiators. But Sweet Valley High is stunned when Ken's toughest competition comes from the shy new junior, Claire Middleton. Mm -hmm. Terry Adams, Ken Matthews' girlfriend, sees Claire not only as a threat to Ken's football career, but also to her own relationship with Ken. Can Terry find a way to get Claire off the field so that Ken can resume his rightful place on the team? Oh, Terry. I mean, that sort of implies that the whole book is her sort of scheming which she really only has one moment of scheming which he does regret quite quickly
0: that is true yeah it does sound like it's it's Terry having it out for Claire the whole way through mm. if you were to just go by this blurb but that's not really the case at all
2: yeah that's no true. It's, it's a bit of a more complicated situation mm, it's more nuanced than that yes <laughs> I think you'll find <laughs> well we begin at Sweet Valley High and it's Liz Liz is going to meet Todd on her way to a pep rally your favorites, you, you know our feelings <laughs> about pet friends Anyway, uh, it's been organised by Coach Schultz to cheer on the team for their last big game with Palisades, and it's a semi-final or something. I have no idea how this works. Do they all get points <laughs> like in like when like in the World Cup qualifiers or something? I just. I totally understand. I was yeah, what's I was with them
0: on. I was with them to a point because it was like okay, they're playing the Pumas this weekend and Palisades, you know, they have a big rivalry with Palisades. Yes. That's fine. But it's like okay, they're the, one of the biggest rivals, but then that game is the last one before the all-important match with Big Mesa two weeks later. Yes. And it's like, okay, so this is like yeah. their second last match. That's fine. But then it's like, um, if Sweet Valley could beat Big Mesa, the Gladiators would have a chance to go to the state playoffs. And it's like, okay, now you've lost me. I don't know what's happening yeah. anymore. What is, what is going on? It's not
2: like it's a league, as, you know, a straightforward league as far as I can tell. I don't know. Like, um, it, I guess yeah. all you need to... It, I guess in the plot, it doesn't really make much difference.
0: Yeah, it's just the big Mesa game is a big deal, basically.
2: Yes, exactly. Um, well, Liz can't wait for the rally because we're told Sweet Valley High had been through some rough turmoil in the past few weeks. And like a number of other students, Elizabeth was hoping the rally would help revive school spirit, because that's the way to deal with one of your fellow students being like beaten unconscious by a racist mob. Mm. Yep. Pep Rally will sort all that out <laughs> yikes good lord I mean we kind of predicted things would go this way after the last book and depressingly our predictions have basically been fulfilled mm. well Liz asks Todd if coach is going to announce that quarterback Scott Trust is is as rumours suggest going to be booted off the team because he's failing two subjects and Todd says he can't reveal inside sports world info <laughs> but um This says it can't stay secret for long. True, yeah. Also,
0: it seemed like there was a bunch of them having this conversation in the last book. Mm,
2: There were. I thought it was kind of like he. it was a whatever many strikes and you're out in terms of, uh, I know it is three strikes and you're out. I'm not that ignorant of sports (laughs) things, but I thought it might be, I didn't know what exactly the rules of Sweet Valley academic probation were, you know, Mm. how many you had to fail, but it seems like everybody thought he was really risking it last time.
0: True, yeah. Anyway, yeah, Scott's in bother by the sounds of things.
2: Mm. Well, Liz also wonders if they're going to learn more uh, about the girl who wants to be a quarterback and submitted this wish, or at least something implying that that was what she wished, into the Sweet Valley poll, which was in the Oracle, which uh, we get a little reminder of. Mm. And Todd thinks that was a joke. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah he's like no girl in her right mind would try out for quarterback but um, but Liz is like no I think this girl was serious and I think it's great uh, yeah. Todd kind of then goes oh I'm all for a, gr- a girl quarterback but I may be the exception uh, if the other guys on the basketball team are on the indication apparently a lot of them are pretty chauvinistic and I bet the football team is the same way it's like <laughs> okay, so what, you just stand there and listen to them talk like that, it Todd? <laughs> okay,
2: well, maybe he argues with them, we don't know. I guess <laughs> it's good he knows the word chauvinistic. You know what, that
0: is more than I was expecting from Todd, mm. to be fair.
2: Yeah, well, Liz hopes whoever this girl is, she'll prove them all wrong. Hmm. At the rally, they find Enid, and she, and, uh, she has news about Scott. Um Yeah, it,
0: it seems like it's it's... It's happening that uh, Chrome Dome and Coach Schultz have been in meetings all day long, but it doesn't seem that there's any way around it because, you know, they tend to break the rules for footballers in yeah, this that's school. But
2: well, I think he's failed in another class. So I think it's like, OK, Yeah, he's so they actually, failing everything. They, they can't, can't
0: push this. Uh, they can't really push it this time. So, yeah, apparently he's on probation um, for the rest of the term, which means the rest of the football season. So mm. he's not going to be playing Big Mesa.
2: He is not. And we're reminded that he got his big break because of Ken's accident. We get a little mm-hmm. recap of that fatal night and told that before that, that allegedly fatal night, although it was not fatal, you might recall, <laughs> uh, Ken was headed for a football scholarship. And then we're told on top of being talented, he was handsome and friendly. It seemed that he had everything going for him. Karen, did you write this? No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I definitely didn't put in the bit about him being every bit as good looking and strong as it ever been
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'll bet he is well Liz looks over and sees Ken and uh, his girlfriend Terry in the bleachers and wonders if he's heard the news yet and she thinks from what Terry has said to her that his vision isn't 100% yet but Todd says I played basketball with Ken last Saturday that guy can't see he's got some kind of guardian angel telling him where the basket is (laughs)
0: Yeah, Todd reckons that uh, if, uh, yeah, he's like, if I know Ken Matthews, there's no way he's going to sit back and let an opportunity like this pass by. So he reckons Ken is definitely going to try out that he's the obvious choice to uh, to take up the spot.
2: We cut to Jessica, who is in typical psychotic villain mode throughout this book.
0: <laughs> oh, she's, yeah, full steam ahead, crazy bitch <laughs> mode. like. <laughs>
2: Well, uh, yeah, she's she's displeased as she watches her fellow cheerleaders and we're told it seemed to her that some people had actually stopped paying attention to the cheerleaders and that was something Jessica wouldn't stand for I love that she's absolutely fuming, that she's just like, no one's looking at me (laughs) It's literally it Shocking stuff well, she complains about the boring old cheers to Robin. And uh we're told that even Amy, she's the latest recruit to the um, to the team, is getting bored with all their routines. Um and uh before Robin could argue about this, Maria rushes up and tells them all about Scott uh being boosted off the team, and uh, Amy's like, ooh shit. And why? Is she feeling uncomfortable, the venal little bitch? (laughs) Yeah, well, it'll be awkward for her, I guess, because she was
0: she was dating or kind of is dating Scott. I think she is. Yeah, she is. But only only since he became the quarterback, because if we all remember, she was, you know, kind of dating Ken or at least throwing herself at Ken Mm -hmm. uh, while he was quarterback and then fucking dropped him as soon as he had his accident because she's a stone cold bitch.
2: She really is. And we're told she'd been looking forward to basking in Scott's glory during the weeks ahead. And Jessica rightly says, maybe Ken will try out for the spot again. That'd be kind of awkward for you, wouldn't it? And Amy storms (laughs) off.
0: Fantastic.
2: (laughs) Well, coach takes the mic and reveals that they're going to have tryouts for the quarterback position on Monday. And Ken notices, uh, or sorry, Jess notices how shocked Ken looks.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm kind of surprised that Ken is so surprised. I feel like he's, you know, he's mm. friends with everyone who would, like he's friends with the football team still, you would assume. And like oh. Terry works with the football oh. team. She's still, she's like an assistant manager she's or something. promoted, now. yeah. She has. So like, how
2: has this like not reached him before yeah. now?
0: But <laughs> look, anyway.
2: <laughs> well, um, like she, uh, she's kind of shocked as well by Coach's announcement. So I don't know what the hell's going on because people were talking about it at the end of the last book. <laughs> yeah. um, but John Pfeiffer, woo, um yeah. asks her if Ken is going to try out for his old place in the team, which is kind of what Terry's worried about because she's not really sure he's he's ready.
0: Yeah, because Ken, like, his vision has gotten, like, a lot better, but it was quite a serious injury, like a head injury that he had. And, of course, head injuries and in football absolutely oh do not God, go together. Oh,
2: like,
0: But, um, yeah, she's just kind of worried, I think, that if, if he does try out, that he just might not be ready yet uh, because he's also, like, the vision is much better, but it's not 100%. And he does have kind of slight episodes where his vision blurs or goes a bit mm. fuzzy. So, yeah, it's a bit yeah. dicey still.
2: Um, and uh, he's been, you know, the doctor has said this is to be expected. So there's mm. no suggestion that, like, he is going Going blind again but yeah it's, it's not necessarily I mean I'm guessing something like that like you couldn't drive oh no sure sometimes not. he literally goes blind for a second yeah 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 so- she hopes that he doesn't feel under pressure from like his fr- his fans, basically, and his friends, because the immediate reaction from pretty much everybody in school is like, Ken must return to his rightful mm. throne! That's it,
0: they're all dying to know what he's going to do and kind of assuming that he's going to go for it and get it. So it's kind mm. of, it is like immediate pressure on Ken. So Terry's good that way, I suppose, that she's trying to make sure that no one's pushing him into it before he's ready.
2: Yeah. Meanwhile, Elizabeth and Enid leave the rally and Enid... Uh, says that she wants uh svh to really win big against big mesa which uh, surprises liz yeah
0: and i had totally forgotten about all this because we just haven't they really do. had much much enid chat in, the, yeah. in a good few books at this stage but of course enid goes out with hugh grayson who's a senior at big mesa because i was kind of reading this going oh yeah hugh yeah. <laughs> Where, where's he been the
2: one with her grandma i don't think
0: God, that was ages
2: ago. Yeah, So long ago. Well, uh yeah, Liz is um uh Liz is Liz is surprised when Enid says that uh, lately it seems that her and Hugh are more on opposite teams than ever. And we're told Liz is surprised because last she heard things were great between them. What if they're meant to be best friends? When you're like a teenager, you are literally giving your friends blow by blow live <laughs> accounts seriously before you know, mobile phones. Oh, like you're in school together. There's daily updates. Like,
0: yeah. yeah.
2: And you like, oh, well, last I heard. Like, <laughs> on the grapevine. God, yeah. Well, Edith says she'll, t- she'll tell her more later, which she doesn't. Um, and says that uh, my loyalties are definitely with Sweet Valley High these days. Ooh. And, mm, You'd sort of think this is going to go somewhere in this book. doesn't really.
0: It really doesn't, know. Mm.
2: Well, Liz worries about him. When he joins Todd, he says what he did when her parents were separated. And is like, oh, I'm sure it's just a tiff. Because it's like, he clearly does not care about any of these ro- other people's romances. He's just trying to change the subject.
0: <laughs> he has no interest.
2: Mm. Well, Liz remembers their own troubles. And guesses, you know, she's they've got through tough times. So maybe Enid and Hugh will too. And then Liz sees Penny, and she's reminded that uh, that she's forgotten something. Yeah.
0: um, She was supposed to have organized an interview with Claire Middleton uh, because she's just transferred from Palisades. Um, And apparently this isn't the first time lately that she's been kind of forgetful about her work for the Oracle. But again, this was like, oh, is this something that's going to, you know, come up and and be kind of a pattern? But again, this didn't really go anywhere either. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Because, yeah, the last time she was being like forgetful about stuff like this was when it it was like when Todd had gotten back and she was kind of, Throwing herself into just spending as much time with oh, him as possible. That's
2: true. And they both yeah. just bailed
0: on all their other commitments. But yeah, there's nothing like that going on. So I don't know why they've done it like this. But anyway, yeah, uh, yeah the upshot is that she was supposed to have organised this interview with Claire. Um, but yeah, she kind of runs up to Penny then and lies her face and says, "I haven't forgotten about interviewing Claire." Right. <laughs> um, but Penny has already organised it apparently, and yeah. uh, just wants them to to meet up now and uh, do get this interview done. Yeah, apparently they do interviews with students who've transferred to Sweet Valley High in the past year and it's like Wh- why who wants to read that like, who
2: cares like well let's the interview is taking place in some courtyard we've never heard of before <laughs> and we're told it was a favourite place for students to spend a quiet quiet time during lunch hours oh, yeah. so like ceramic pots it's got a terrace it's got yeah, benches like these maple benches
0: the that's true was like where the fuck is the secret courtyard lads <laughs>
2: Well, Claire is fa- knows her way there already and uh, basically told how gorgeous she is.
0: Yeah, Claire's hot. Like we knew that from the cover, but it's just confirmed uh, in here because, um, yeah, she's she's tall. She's pretty. She's got an oval face and a beautiful <laughs> smile, freckles across her cheeks and her nose. Uh, her eyes are an unusual pale green shade. Yeah, um, yeah Claire's hot.
2: <laughs> yeah, though her slim figure is hidden by her outfits, which I presume is going to be saved
0: yeah, like it, it's pretty much too like this, and I think would be the cheerleaders' uniforms are <laughs> um, pretty much all we're getting in outfits. But look, there's plenty of other good stuff. It'll be okay.
2: Yes. Well, let's just say she's not wearing a sort of uh, Jessica style spandex <laughs> boob tube. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Well, I feel really feel for Liz in this scene because I have done interviews with people who just sort of gave yes, no answers even to questions that you wouldn't think they could give yes, no answers to. And <laughs> uh, yeah, this interview was painful.
0: It is. And that's funny, actually, that that was your reaction to it, which, of course, makes sense because you've clearly obviously been in that position. Whereas I was reading, going, Claire doesn't want to do this interview. Just leave her alone. Like, you don't have to do it. Why does she have to have this chat with people? Can she not just be like, I'd rather not? And it's like, that's fine. <laughs> it's like a compulsory interview when you uh, transfer to Sweet Valley High. I know.
2: Yeah, I absolutely don't blame her for uh, for for not going along with, uh, not wanting to go along with this. But I think she should have just said, no, I don't want to do it. Well, that's also true, yeah. As opposed to turning up and then <laughs> giving Liz nothing. Um, well, when uh, Liz tries to sort of get desperate when her questions aren't going anywhere and eventually asks, uh, you know, so do you have any siblings who've started in Sweet Valley High too? And Claire just freezes. It's like, I've got nothing to say. And pretty much runs away. Yeah,
0: it it is a very weird interview and a kind of mm. Liz is asking very, very normal questions like, oh, you know, how come you moved to Sweet Valley? And she kind of starts and then says, oh, no reason. And yeah, she's clearly holding something back. And very yeah. uncomfortable in terms of talking about herself or her life before Sweet Valley, I suppose. Mm. So, yeah, but it's, it's a very weird and strained
2: uh, interview. It 100% is. And Liz hopes she gets another shot of talking to her or this feast <laughs> will be terrible. So I do feel your pain, Liz. I've been there. Well, Liz arrives home and chats with Jessica about the quarterback race and... Um, and Jessica says somehow it's hard to concentrate on school spirit if they don't know who's going to be the quarterback next. <laughs> I guess I don't get the whole school spirit thing, so maybe this is true. Yeah,
0: who knows? We're not familiar with the concept of school spirit.
2: <laughs> or the emotion. <laughs> well, uh, Liz agrees, for some reason, and said she was hoping that the pep rally would, you know, kind of bring us all back together. Like a little recap of the last book. Then we're told that several students and teachers, including Elizabeth and Jessica, were working on a racial awareness programme for Sweet Valley High. Oh the fuck Jessica is like only participating in this and they haven't somehow given her the job of like organizing it.
0: god yeah and again I don't I don't really think this gets picked up in later books or anything I can't imagine that it does and uh, I certainly have no memory of that anyway so it's very like we're not pretending like you know racism is a a one-off incident We're we're carrying it through and it's like yeah but are you though
2: (laughs) yes and also I don't remember you bringing any more black characters in Mm. until we got somebody actually one of the more relatable characters one who's so a character, a girl who comes to Sweet Valley High from New York and is like, what is this town? This is insane. <laughs> <laughs> but again, she's her storyline is kind of uh, like a uh, racial awareness storyline too. Okay, yeah. So typically. Um, well, yeah, we're... Uh, Elizabeth says, It worries me how many people are ignoring what happened to Andy. I think a lot of kids feel that pretending it never happened is the only way to make it go away. Well, yeah, like the ghostwriters. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Pretty much like, yeah.
2: And then Jessica shrugged. As usual, her attention was beginning to drift. Just
0: like she truly is just like a budgie with a mirror. Just like, what about me? And what's this over here? Like, yeah, there's no there's no attention span here at all.
2: Yeah. Well, she hopes that if Ken is the quarterback again, they might get some back of their old school spirit. I guess that'll somehow cure racism, too. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) And Liz asks her if she knows Claire Middleton and Jessica has quite a surprising answer.
0: I did not see this coming. Yeah, no. so she's like, I don't really know her, but apparently uh, her and Amy had been talking about trying to get her to join the sorority. She's like, she looks like pi- a Pi Beta Alpha. And Liz is like, <laughs> what? what? Really?
2: What? <laughs> uh, 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 well, it's basically, spoiler alert, a kind of, the equivalent of a, div- you know, meaningless diversity uh, menu- you know. Sort of pure movement um, <laughs> that they're going to like ask a, a popular or unpopular girl because that's what counts as diverse in Pi Beta Alpha Jesus. to uh, to join, um, but uh, Elizabeth thinks that maybe you know she ought to be glad if Jessica was trying to cha- change. P-B- uh, PBA exclusive approach. Then yeah, that's a good that's,
0: thing. that's the thing because I suppose in that re- in that survey from the last book, people had complained about the yeah. uh, the sorority being too exclusive and that you know it's not fair. And it's like Liz had to agree with them. and It's like then why the fuck are you still in it? Oh, the but ultimate like, <laughs> question. We've all wondered time. this. They keep saying even though she rarely attended meetings, like that doesn't matter. You're still
2: a member. Like <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> leave. You're validating it's bullshit. Truly, yeah. But
0: anyway, yeah. So apparently they're having a bit of an image crisis and they reckon asking some random new girl to join will uh, put everything to rights
2: mm. well on saturday morning terry wakes up feeling a bit shit um and like she's snapping her little brother when he asks about ken uh trying out for the team and we're told that just like you karen ordinarily terry loves to think about <laughs> ken he loves talking about him and even just saying his name it's like looking in a mirror, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel really seen by this book, Karen?
0: So seen, uh, slightly attacked, yes. <laughs> uh,
2: well, it turns out that uh, there's trouble in paradise because their planned date, double date last night was a fiasco.
0: Yeah, they were supposed to go to the movies with Boo, John Viver, oh. uh, and his girlfriend, Jennifer Mitchell. <laughs> Remember her? Yeah, <laughs> um, but, I do. Uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> but apparently it didn't It didn't work out. John had been late picking everyone up, so they missed the <laughs> film. Chipper and then, then Jennifer wanted to stop off at the dairy burger to see who was around. Terry was like, yeah, that'll be fun. But as soon as they walked in, uh, she felt like everything had started to fall apart because Ken was just like immediately surrounded by people from school badgering uh. him basically about whether he was going to try out. Yes. Um, and it's like, yeah, it obviously meant a lot uh, to him that the other students were behind him and wanted him backing on the team. But I think pretty quickly, Terry kind of started to feel left out because mm. no one was really talking to her. And I suppose Ken's attention was away from her as well because, you know, everybody was on his case about it. So, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't an ideal uh, date night.
2: Yeah, and for the first time, we're told, she realised that if Ken decided to try out for quarterback, it's going to mean a big change in their relationship.
0: Yeah, he would have less time for her. And I think, yeah, the more she thought about it, the more upset she'd become. Because um, I suppose, yeah, f- football was, I suppose, so much of his his time and energy before mm-hmm. as the quarterback and New Year's yeah. star player or whatever. Um, there's obviously training like every week and matches and everything. So yeah, she's kind of starting to worry now as to whether he's going to kind of slip away from her if he does end up going back yeah. on the team.
2: Because they've never gone out with him as a footballer. Like their whole True. relationship has taken place without him having the constant pressures of the quarterback life. <laughs> oh. um, and later, Ken obviously notices something's up and he asks when they're on their own if she's okay and she sort of brushes him off. But he says, now I have to say, this is the one moment where our himbo prince <laughs> is kind of a dick.
0: That is true, yeah. Um, but also,
2: is this... Yeah, he says this in front of
0: John and Jennifer. Um, oh, is it in
2: front of them? Yeah, the which, is, Ken, which, is, which is
0: extra bad, yeah, because... um
2: yeah, worse, he, he, yeah.
0: He, he does notice that, uh, that Terry's kind of not really being her usual self and he's kind of saying, oh, you know, now that I might be back on the team, I hope you're not going to turn out to be the kind of girl who gets jealous whenever you spend time away from her at practice or talking about the game or whatever. Um, and again, it's unfair because Terry's so involved with the team. It's like... Yeah. Why, why do you think football talk would, would upset her? Like, she's basically on the team, like yeah. part, of, part of the structure of the team. But anyway,
2: she's the assistant uh, manager. Exactly. Like, <laughs>
0: she's heavily involved. But yeah, he's like, Oh, you know, the kind of girl who acts like you're a jerk because you're not hanging all over her every minute. And Terry's like, What the fuck? Like, where's first this coming from? She's like, Well, I'm not that kind of girl. And she loves football. And also, he has said this in front of John and Jennifer, which is really embarrassing. Mm. And there was no need for that. So that was a, a slap on the wrist for old Ken, as far as I'm concerned. Yes. Now, but in
2: fairness, <laughs> he's. he's more good than bad in this book which this
0: is the thing I preemptively put him in the bin you in did. the last episode so if anything I'm putting myself in the bin for judging Ooh. him unfairly <laughs> so I will take the hit a lesson to
2: us all yeah well um, so the next day it's this is obviously you know still bothering Terry and, and you know there she also feels bad because there's a part of her that knows that she is worried that you know she'll that the him if he gets back on the team will damage their relationship. But she hopes they they're going to go to the Gladiators versus Pumas game. And um, uh, we're reminded that how before the accident, uh, every uh, people like Amy were all over Ken, and then after the accident, they dropped him like a stone. Oh, by the way, then we're told, Ken, did you write this, Karen? Yes, Ken was handsome and had a great build. But more important to her had been is Ken's good sense of humor.
0: Really. He's amazing. You leave him alone.
2: (laughs) Well, we're reminded that despite his improvements, he still gets the odd, you know, sort of blackout, like not unconscious blackout, but not being able to see it all blackout. And Terry is afraid that going back to football too soon might result in some kind of serious relapse. And in fairness, given the effect of American football on like the amount of brain injuries that happen Hmm. anyway, if you're not already suffering from a brain injury.
0: Yeah, these, like, these are these are not unfounded uh, worries. In fairness to Terry, yeah,
2: exactly. In fact, I remember reading an article in the New Yorker years ago that pointed out that the effect of you know some of the like slamming your head against people in American football is basically the equivalent on your brain being rattled around inside your head as multiple car crashes. Jesus. Yeah. So not great.
0: Yeah, not super uh, the thing for a guy who's quite recently had a head injury.
2: In a car crash. Mm -hmm. Mm. So uh, she arrives at Ken's house uh, where she finds Winston and Ken goofing around playing football. And she asks Ken if he's serious about trying out. And when Winston is like, why wouldn't he try out? Terry says something that she kind of regrets immediately.
0: Oh, um, yeah, she kind of, this is it, nobody knows that Ken is having these issues, but she does just kind of say, what about when your vision blurs or you get those blackouts, Mm. she asked, and immediately she's like, oh, fuck, I shouldn't have said that, because like, Winston obviously didn't know, like, nobody except her and Ken, and obviously his family, I guess, like, knew about this, so the fact that she's now blurted this out in front of one of his friends, it it was, it was out of line, yeah.
2: Yeah, and she knows it's out of line, like, she regrets it as soon as the words are out of her mouth, but... Um, so Ken is awkward and Winston sort of jokes about, oh, you know, don't be a wet blanket, Terry. Um. Mm-hmm. And Terry whispers an apology to Ken, but it's clearly got to him a bit. It hurt his feelings.
0: His poor little feelings. Oh,
2: <laughs> think of him as he was on the cover of that fatal night. Oh, poor Ken. <laughs> well at school Jessica is bitching about how stupid all their cheers are and Robin <laughs> rightly gives out to her for just like whinging all the time especially as we I mean Robin doesn't know this we do it's just because she wants boys to pay attention to her <laughs>
0: As ever, it's her usual motivation, and fairness. But yeah, Robin's like, stop complaining because you're dragging down the morale of the whole squad. And again, like this whole, this alleged school spirit is kind of you <laughs> know, the whole point of these cheerleaders. And uh, yeah, it's, it's not really them fulfilling their purpose if Jessica's just whinging and moaning at every practice.
2: True. Well, Jessica then has an idea. She suggests that they have a competition to see who could think up the best new cheer, which she assured that she will win.
0: Yeah, she's like, she's already decided she would be the one to come up with the best one. Um, and I think, yeah, Amy's like, yeah, that's a great idea. Uh, Robin's like, all right, fine. But like, I still don't see what's wrong with the ones that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, then, yeah, Jessica's like, no, we'll make it a contest. And whoever, who, so yeah, see who comes up with the best new cheer between now and the big Mesa game. Yes. Um, and then so, they'll debut it. At exactly. The game. At the game. Because that's, that's the, the headline event for this book. Yeah, Yes.
2: And by the way, we learn that Jessica wants this new cheer because we know she she's, craves and indeed thrives on attention, well, thrives by her standards. I mean, not she gets worse. <laughs> um, get, uh, gets attention uh, on attention because uh, she she wants to attract the, the fancy of one of the gladiators, an incredibly shy but hunky player called Danny Porter. And somehow her doing a new cheer will do this i
0: mean i have no idea what her thought process is here but yeah apparently a new cheer will will get danny's attention on her and not you know the squad as a whole but um yeah she's he's apparently he's got these heartbreakingly blue eyes and if they're not in her direction she's just not having it
2: (laughs) no (laughs) well of course sweet valley win the game and uh, scott trost goes out in a high um jessica tries to congratulate danny and he just blushes and runs away no, Run, Daddy, run! <laughs> run,
0: keep going. <laughs> Go long, real long. Longer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then she sees Claire and and we learn officially what uh, we may all have suspected, that Jessica and Amy had, quote, decided to use her to prove the to Alpha wasn't as snobby as people thought. Personally, she didn't see what was so bad about being a little exclusive, but she didn't want the sorority to get in trouble for it. <laughs> This is like the equivalent of greenwashing. I don't know what word to call it, but it's like having a slight, you know, a not particularly popular person in your sorority, but it's just a meaningless exercise. It's completely meaningless. Window yeah, dressing.
0: Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, um, Yeah, it's just Jessica being mercenary as usual. Um, But yeah, she reckons this is the time to approach Claire. um, And it's amazing because um, she kind of hurries over to her. Uh, Claire's sitting, I think, on a bench somewhere. And uh, Claire looks up when Jess comes over. It's like Claire looked up, surprised. Jess is like, hi, I'm Jessica, Jessica Wakefield. You haven't met me yet. (laughs) Jessica made it sound as if Claire had been missing out on something wonderful. (laughs) I mean, quite the opposite, Claire. You're better off. Oh, God. I just love that this is Jessica's vibe when she's meeting somebody new. It's like, you are so <laughs> lucky getting to meet me. I kind of wish I was you getting to meet me because I'm amazing. <laughs> just oh, classic Jessica. I have
2: to say that my husband, when he was a very small child, like three or four, apparently and frankly, odiously, used to apparently enter rooms and family gatherings there and go, it's me. <laughs> The one you've all been waiting for. Yes, or alternatively, <laughs> I'm here. <Yeah.
0: laughs> now we can start enjoying ourselves. So he was a tiny Jessica Wakefield, recently.
2: apparently he was, and uh, <laughs> he's, I think he has grown out of such tendencies. Now. <laughs> Mostly,
1: yeah. yeah.
2: But uh, Jessica is, uh, yeah, th- she she goes through life thinking everybody is going to be absolutely delighted to see her, and uh, I mean, some of them will clearly learned to uh, that this is this is a false promise um, by the way she also thinks that up close Claire wasn't quite as much Pi Beta Alpha as she'd thought from a distance uh,
0: yeah I mean like I don't know it's just because she's wearing a shapeless t-shirt and <gasps> jeans and apparently that's not good enough but like mm. like, what is the point of this whole exercise if it's not you know trying to get someone a bit different from all the usual fucking bitches that are in your yeah. sorority not yeah. that
2: different though just going, well, still gorgeous <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's the thing, because Claire is gorgeous. But Mm. anyway, yeah.
2: Well, Jess has something like great game and then Claire gives some football like shtick. But Jessica doesn't understand, is baffled by this. You would think she would have figured out the rules of the game from being at all of them. Well,
0: this is the thing. Like, I know she's obviously, you know, busy and cheering and whatever. But like, mm. they are still watching the game when yeah. the play is going on. Like, it's only in the betweeny bits that they're out cheering because mm. otherwise they're distracting from the game. You know, so yeah. she's there. Is she? She's obviously just not paying attention. <laughs> yeah. As, as far as Jessica's concerned, football is uh, a bunch of cute guys rushing around wearing uniforms. Who knew anything about a linebacker blitz? So yeah, yeah apparently she's just been cluelessly watching them run over and back on the field for <laughs> it's like shapes. Like, however many years she's been a cheerleader and has picked up absolutely nothing.
2: Nothing. She's as ignorant as we are. But we have the excuse of not going to every single football game for years. (laughs) Well then, Claire, I have to say, bear in mind she does not know what Jessica is like. She is mind-blowingly rude to a stranger. I know, scene. but I, st-
0: I still love it though because it's being rude to Jessica, and no <laughs> one's ever rude to her or like clearly doesn't give a shit about what she thinks or what her deal is, and it's just so delightful that someone's <laughs> pissing her off so much that I kind of love it, even though I totally take your point and she is quite rude, but I still just wrote down I love her. <laughs> <laughs> well, share what she says. <laughs> Um, yeah because I suppose Jessica's like oh you know you sound like you really know your stuff Um, and Claire's like yeah I'm pretty obsessed about football Um, and then she kind of like looks at Jessica's uniform because Jessica is obviously a cheerleader and like the disdain on Claire's face was obvious. Don't you think being a cheerleader is just a little bit sexist? She blurted out. After all, it's just a bunch of girls prancing around in cute little costumes. And Jessica's like, no one spoke to Jessica Wakefield like that. <laughs> so like Claire has immediately made an enemy here. All thoughts of inviting her to PBA have vanished. She's like, what was wrong with Claire? Maybe she didn't want to be a cheerleader, but that didn't give her the right to be so critical. Uh, and Jess points out, you know, we happen to work very hard and it's not sexist. We never said boys couldn't join. Um, um, and, you know, she's like, you know, it's a lot more than just, you know, uh, wearing uniforms. Um, but yeah, Claire is like, you know, whatever suits yourself. I think you do yourselves and everyone else a lot more good if you played a sport instead of jumping around and screaming. And like, yeah, again, Claire is being rude. And like, there's obviously more to cheerleading than jumping around the place. Yeah. Like it is, it is a sport. Yeah. Like they're gym athletics. Yeah, athletics. Yeah, it absolutely is. Um, but it's just, I just love that someone
2: just doesn't give a shit about Jessica and what she's into and is just like I just love seeing someone give her shit basically. True. I mean I always do love that. But I yeah. thought imagine if that was Robin that she said too. We just yeah, said who is that this real <laughs> just yeah, talking yeah. like this to somebody she's literally just met. <laughs> Very true. Oh, see this thing you're into? I think it's shit.
0: <laughs> I think it's stupid and you're an idiot. But, I mean, see then, but again, it's someone saying that to Jessica and it's I it's like, I can never get oh, enough of that.
2: better off. I mean, seriously, if she'd slapped her, I'd probably be quite happy too. Uh, and I don't contone violence. Well, we cut to Monday morning and Terry is running late for school. She's just having one of those days um, and we learn she's going to be uh, helping coach with the sort of admin of the tryouts later. So people are like signing up in the morning and then there's going to be the tryouts, I guess, in the afternoon. And yes. She's determined, we're told, to be optimistic for Ken's sake. You know, she's she's probably just being paranoid and she thinks surely Ken wouldn't make such an important decision without consulting his doctor. Um, so she can't wait to see him and, you know, cheer him on whatever he decides. But then she's she's disappointed. Um, yeah, apparently, usually there's a this like
0: spot in the hallway that they usually meet in between their f- third and fourth uh, classes of yes. the day. Uh, so like before she goes to music and where he gets to his next class, and this is like a little routine that they have. But when she goes there, there's no sign of Ken. So she's like, oh, maybe he's late. <gasps> but there's still no sign of him when the bell is ringing, and she has to go. And it's like, oh, that's weird because this is this is something they do regularly.
2: Yeah, where are you, Ken? Yeah. Uh, we do find out, by the way. Um, so, yeah, he uh, she wonders: Is he off? Is he sort of too busy for her already? So, at lunch, she meets John Fiver who tells her that Ken has his name is on the on the sign up sheet, mm. um, and she is genuinely delighted for him. Even though she, I guess she's a bit taken aback, he didn't bother meeting her, or telling her about this. And John is already planning headlines, of, of which I'm sure you approve, Karen. I'm <laughs> Uh, yeah John's like
0: it's going to be such a great story um, that he's signing up Uh, he's like I can see it now we'll call it the comeback of a quarterback or maybe a hero returns
2: (laughs) I say go for a hero returns
0: oh fully comeback of a quarterback is terrible it's a mouthful Uh, hero returns on the money Mm.
2: (laughs) well uh, Terry is rightly worried about this being like a huge amount of pressure being placed on Ken and she says this to John like look he has nothing to prove he doesn't have to like make a big comeback. Mm. Um, But John is like, oh, he's a shoo-in. And uh, he tells her that the list is going to be up till the end of lunch. So Terry goes to see who else has signed on and she also wants to find Ken. And uh, yeah, a lot of people have signed up, but just as Coach Schultz is taking it down at one o'clock, whatever the time of uh, cut off time is who should run up but ask to sign it <gasps> why a, a feminine voice uh, rings <laughs> out
0: <laughs> wondering if there's still time um so yeah it's Claire uh, booting it down the corridor because uh, she was late she had to stay after in her lab class and couldn't get away um but she's like yeah I wanted to get her before you took down the list and the coach is like looking at her in surprise <laughs> like why <laughs> Claire's like because I want to add my name to it I'm not <gasps> too late am I <laughs> and um, the coach doesn't know what to do with himself he's completely confused mm. uh, and he's like, oh, yeah, no, he's like yeah I know you can still he's like yeah i don't understand are you signing up for somebody else a friend of yours mm. he's <laughs> like no i want to sign up <laughs> um and he laughs at her he's like come on now you haven't been at sweet valley high very long <laughs> have you i'm like oh god
2: you should know the gender rules here are very
0: rigid <laughs> it's very very rigid where we are heteronormative all the way down here people very much um, so." But yeah, so Claire like has come ready because she's like, look, I've looked over the school regulations. Mm. There's nothing to prevent a girl from trying out for any team she chooses. And she's like, look, you don't have to pick me, not unless I'm the best. And uh, he's like, oh, God, you're serious. Uh, and she's like, yeah, and I'm good. And points out that if there was a team for girls, she'd try out for that. But there isn't. So she's yeah. like, I shouldn't be discriminated against. I love football. And I just want a chance to try. It's yeah. like, all right, Claire, fucking tell him.
2: <laughs> and when he mentioned the risk of injuries, uh, if she's tackled, she's like, well, a good quarterback, it's all about sort of speed and agility. So mm-hmm. tackling is really an issue. It's not like, well, I mean, is this true or not? I'm going to because I don't okay. really know what I- they do.
0: I was, before we recorded, I started pestering Angus with questions while he was trying to watch Forged in Fire. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) do quarterbacks get tackled? (laughs) Do they? So it it does happen. Um, Yes. Like in general, the team does try to protect the quarterback from getting tackled because they're the ones that kind of set up the passes in order to score a touchdown. Yes. Um, but, But for the most part, quarterbacks are about speed and like making distance like on the pitch and throwing passes and stuff. So in general... Yeah, they—they, they te- I suppose. Yeah, the the ideal is that they don't get tackled, but it does happen. Um, so there is obviously a risk of injury there for Claire. Yeah. But I suppose, as she's pointing out, yeah, if I'm amazing and fast, they won't catch me, and it's not going to be an yeah. issue. But it can be an issue, and you know, obviously, that's why there aren't women in the NFL, I guess. Uh, but um, yeah, so and it's also not unheard of for there to be female quarterbacks on college teams. It looks like
2: okay, and um, huh. so like, it's
0: rare, but not unheard yeah.
2: of. So it can—it's not uh, this. This may be a ripped from the headlines tale for all Maybe. we know. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, Coach says, like, okay, I'll check with Mr. Cooper. And uh, he warns her that people might give her a hard time out of it. And she's like, cool. Yeah. She's like, like, I don't care. So soon the news is all over school. And uh, Terry eventually finds Ken in history class. And in fairness, our favourite himbo has a uh, good reason for not meeting her earlier in their special rendezvous point. Very
0: true. We can forgive him for this as well. Uh, yes. And he, yeah, he leans over, gives her an apologetic look. <laughs> oh, he's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had to go over medical forms in the nurse's office this morning, and he had an appointment with his doctor at lunchtime that he'd forgotten about. So his mum had to like ring the principal's yeah. office to remind him. Um, yeah. So he was actually quite uh, busy, but like for all good reasons that it was like medical yeah. forms and doctor appointments and making sure this is all going to be okay so it's like all right yeah. that's cool and he's, he's looking after himself so that's good yeah
2: and terry is relieved and delighted especially when you know he says the doctor said there's no reason he can't try out mm. and when class begins terry and uh can exchange notes about claire trying out and i think i can speak for both of us when i say that we're as relieved as terry when <laughs> ken makes it clear he's totally cool with claire going for the team that's it. Because Terry's like, do you think she's crazy
0: or is she just trying to like mess with the coach? And like Ken frowns and pauses and he's like, no, I think she's serious. He's like, maybe she'll be good. We'll see this afternoon. So he's yeah. absolutely has no issues with Claire trying out. And it's like, yeah. good. I'm so glad, Ken. You're great. Yeah, <laughs> and, and Terry is proud of him. She
2: is. And I had written down at this point, Ken, I take it all back. You're the best. <laughs> <laughs> well, me too, because we did have some, you know... But but dark fairness, thoughts he, about Ken last week. It's true, but
0: he, but he also did make a bit of a show of himself in the last one talking about girls' sports, so there was That's some justification for, for our
2: assumptions at the we same time. We were set time. up for a fall.
0: We were, they tricked us. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, meanwhile, grumpy Jessica is changing into her cheer uniform when Amy bursts into the girls' changing room and breaks the news about Claire. And Jessica basically does not give a shit about girls playing football in theory, but because she now hates Claire... She announces, and the pot calling the kettle, I mean, really, um, she announces that Claire is just, quote, doing it for attention.
0: (laughs) This is the girl who in the very first, like, two pages was fuming because people weren't looking (laughs) at her.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Well, she decides that if if, if this is what Claire wants. If she wants attention, uh, she says, I'd be more than happy to make sure that Claire gets all the attention she deserves. Oh, Jesus.
0: Good, sweet
2: Lord. (laughs) Well, at the triads, a crowd has gathered and coach reveals that they're going to to take on um two people, a first and second string, which I guess is like the equivalent of, a, you know, a full team member and like a sub. And like yourself, sub, yeah. yeah. And uh, by the way, start wondering, maybe it's Ken, he should be jealous because Terry notices that Claire has a firm athletic look that Terry had always admired. It's smooth, defined muscles in her upper arms, thighs and calves. <laughs> like, yeah, I think Terry fancies Claire. I like,
0: she does. There's a lot of this of like Terry noticing how beautiful Claire is and how strong she is and like how toned her arms are. And it's like, all right, Terry. <laughs> I do know.
2: Well, that, again, that would be a much more interesting book.
0: Oh, definitely. Like there's a subplot I'm on board with. It's oh, like, right. all right, let's go. Make some moves on Claire. See what happens.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Torn between two lovers then. <laughs> Two quarterbacks. Well, they start the tryouts and uh, with some sprinting, some t- some time trials, and Ken does very well. Um, but when Claire gets called, she does a second faster. Yeah, that's it, because Terry is timing their sprints
0: and, you know, taking down the stats as she does. And uh, yeah, when it comes to the running side of things, Claire actually is faster than Ken and everyone's like, whoa, holy shit, she is super fast. But even at that, Claire, I think, seems a bit unhappy with her time and a bit put out. So it's like, oh, shit, she's actually even faster than this, because if she's not happy with this great time,
2: what else is she capable of? This is her off day. Mm. Uh, And Claire, or Ken, typically gracious, congratulates her sincerely uh, with admiration. She just shrugs it off and uh when the athletes or, or the the tryout people are on a break ken joins <laughs> terry and john and liz who's there for some reason and when liz praises claire um uh she uh uh says she acts like a real pro to tell you the truth i think she looks pretty good out there john Pfeiffer ugh, says and she's cute too oh fuck off john and then ken says now ken don't I don't know about saying this in front of your girlfriend like you got that right the team could look you someone with her looks <laughs> i mean, in front of your girlfriend can't come yeah. on not
0: not super great okay
2: <laughs> but then says redeeming himself a bit she has a lot of guts too trying out in front of all these clowns truth <laughs> is I wish her a lot of luck yeah. Okay, good. Instant redemption. Nice mm. one. But Terry, understand to me, feels a bit weird about him saying how hot she is. That is fair. Yeah. yeah. Although
0: Terry has also been thinking to herself how quite how hot she is. That's
2: well. true. But she say, she's not saying it out loud to Ken. Also true. <laughs> Uh, well the next day John tells Terry that the Sweet Valley News called and they want to do a special about the clear front runners in this quarterback battle Ken and Claire I mean it's they're both good news stories like Ken coming back after his accident the first girl quarterback Mm -hmm. very true
0: yeah like it's unusual for the local paper to cover the high school tryouts but uh, they always cover the games apparently but um, yeah because it it is just a real media story that uh, the two of them are coming back giving it a go
2: yes and apparently reaction towards Claire's uh, candidacy is mixed yeah um, yeah so like Dana yeah they say Dana and
0: Liz are strongly behind her and have managed to drum up a number of others uh, boys as well as girls who support mm. Claire but apparently there's still a large and vocal majority against her Um, and yeah it's like it was not surprising that some of the more immature and chauvinistic boys were loudest in putting Claire down but they also
2: don't really tell us who these guys are because I mm. want names yes we want a list <laughs> yeah um, yeah, and Terry is disappointed at how many girls had complained that Claire was being unfeminine. Ugh. Ugh. Um so yeah, Terry's own little brother doesn't approve of a girl of the team. And we're also told that la the, the previous night, so many school friends and teammates were rigging to talk to her about, you know, the big tryouts that Terry didn't even get to talk to Ken. Oh. <laughs> so she can't wait for the tryouts to be over so they can hang out again yeah and um, when Claire enters the field John is all oh she's so cool stylish and Terry feels a bit weird and then the truth hits her <gasps> by her own yeah. feelings
0: that's it she's intensely jealous of Claire
2: hmm and uh Ken and uh, Claire and Ken are paired for the tryout exercises. Which makes Terry feel even worse. As it would if you're feeling a bit weird about your boyfriend and some girl then it's like now do these
0: things we are going into little huddles I know and that's the thing and I suppose and because Ken is like supportive and thinks she's great for trying out and you know and thinks she has a proper shot at it they're quite pally out on the pitch like they're kind of laughing together he gives her like a playful punch on the shoulder so from a distance they do look quite buddy buddy and I suppose yeah as as a girlfriend feeling a bit jealous you'd be like oh fuck this I know
2: Well, uh, yeah, um, ter- Terry feels bad, and even worse, he feels guilty for feeling, you know, weird. Mm. And uh, deep down, irrational as it was, Terry was afraid that we're gaining a sight in his old life. Might mean that Ken would lose something else. His love for her. <gasps> oh. So um, Liz, Todd and Dana are singing Claire's fra- phrases over on the bleachers, and Dana asks if Claire mentioned... Um, you know, going for the team in the interview with Liz and Liz admits that she was just very cagey and didn't say much at all and Penny joins them and Liz basically reiterates this, that she didn't get much from Claire and Penny asks her to go back and ask her, uh, you know, interview her about the tryouts and says if anyone could do some good, solid, investigative reporting, it's you Yeah, the gossip columnist, that's who you want (laughs)
0: But she's also solved a few murders in her internships at the Sweet Valley News,
2: don't you know? Oh, that is true. I don't know. If that's happening in this timeline. When it's happened? I know. Yeah, it's nearly <laughs> got blown up the last time. Right? Also true.
0: Chasing mad bombers around Sweet Valley oh, as you that do. Is true. Don't
2: worry, people. We will have another of those in- incredible specials <laughs> <laughs> at some stage. Well, after tryouts, Liz approaches Claire and tries again. But Claire is standoffish again. And when Claire or when Liz tries asking if Claire had like a mentor or somebody who sort of got her into football, Claire gets really angry and just shuts her down. She Yeah,
0: she's like, look, nobody wants to hear about this kind of thing. I'm just like anyone else who's trying out and they just like to play football. And it's like, she just doesn't want to talk about it yeah. um, at all. And Liz, I suppose, understandably is frustrated because she's like, you know, this you're clearly a big story and everyone's interested. Like there's been a massive tryout or a massive turnout to the tryouts where they yeah. normally wouldn't be because, you know, she's kind of a sensation. So, uh, yeah, she's just yeah she's just not giving her anything and uh like yeah to tell you the truth i'm kind of tired elizabeth and like elizabeth saw that uh claire's face had changed to one of angry impatience (gasps) and again i'm kind of like just sort of loving that claire just doesn't care about the wakefields has no interest in impressing them or being their friend and it's just you never see that (laughs) (laughs) i'm still enjoying her rudeness to be honest
2: Um, see I just keep thinking of trying to interview somebody and they're just not giving me (laughs) anything oh come on just five minutes (laughs) Give me something. Oh, <laughs> well, oh, by the way, she she somehow thinks she still wants to get to know Claire better. I mean, I really don't know why. She's not giving you no, any encouragement.
0: None. She has no interest in you. She does not care that you're a Wakefield, has yeah. no interest in befriending you and fucking telling you all her secrets. <laughs> so you might as well just fuck her off and leave her alone. <laughs> well,
2: don't worry. They'll break her spirit by the end of this book. <laughs> of course, they always do. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Jessica is in flying form because she knows she looked great in practice and even made eye contact with Danny Porter. Like,
0: she seems to have really lowered her bar for meaningful interactions. Like, Jessica making eye contact with someone is, I don't think that's usually something she'd be that excited about. It's like, yeah, it's like, he asked me out, now I'm excited. (laughs) But like, apparently looking at her is enough of a win when it comes to Danny Porter because he's clearly just extremely shy or just has no interest in Jessica.
2: Yes. Well, the cheerleaders discuss the tryouts and Amy says she thinks that Claire is a disgrace to our sex, if you really want to know. When asked to elaborate on this, she just says, she looks like a jerk, that's why. Oh, Amy's such a little bitch. (laughs) I hate her. I think she might, I mean, she's even, I don't know, is she worse than Jessica? I think she actually might be. She might
0: be, yeah. But again, it's weird because she like, in a lot of ways, she's exactly as bad as Jessica, but then they kind of, set it up that like amy's a bad person for doing this exact thing that jessica did before but we're meant to like jessica (laughs) so So yeah it's weird Mm. yeah
2: yeah it's very consistent (laughs) well uh genie and annie disagree and think that you know what claire did was kind of cool and of course jessica sees this as a chance for revenge of course well that's it because I suppose
0: Claire immediately made an enemy of Jessica when mm. she slagged off cheerleading um, so yeah so Jessica takes her opportunity to turn the entire squad against uh, Claire so she says look she happened to tell me that she thinks cheerleading is a stupid waste of time <gasps> uh, which upsets the other girls because I mean they do work hard at it yeah, it's, yeah. it's no mean, fucking joke like making human pyramids and what have you Yeah, um, I fucking couldn't do it ew me neither <laughs> so yeah so that kind of pisses them all off and of course Amy's like that's really dumb what did you want to do instead you know have a head for wrestling or something and uh, like Robin who's very level headed generally yeah. is like well that's not very fair you know we support what she's doing why Why can't she you know support us in what we're doing. Which is fair enough. True but uh, but then Jessica uh, kind of cuts in again and she's like she thinks we're exploiting ourselves which now then she didn't actually say that no. uh, but yeah prancing around in cute little costumes was the
2: way she put it she I did think. say that <laughs> she did say that <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> but Jess is embellishing a little bit mm. um, but yeah basically everyone's kind of annoyed then and feels like that's not fair of her so it kind of goes from Amy being furious to uh, to the more reasonable cheerleaders kind of being like well that's that's not really fair of her and you know Cheering is a kind of a sport too. And it's like, no, it is, girls, in
1: fairness. And she did
2: insult everything about what they do. She did. Which kind of came out of... It was quite unprovoked. It was unprovoked. I still enjoyed it, though. (laughs) It's just... I just kept thinking that, like, why are you automatically going into this, like... Just insulting diatribe against a stranger, because we yeah, know it, Jessica deserves to have insulting diatribes constantly. But oh, absolutely, she doesn't get it
0: half enough. But yeah, but it was. Even If it had been Robin
2: or Annie, she'd have done the same thing. I think. I think so too. Yeah, mm. and uh, you know, Amy says very weirdly and awkwardly, says, "I think there's something a little weird about Fair Claire," which is an excuse for Jessica to say, "I like that Fair Claire." Maybe we should think of some more rhymes for her. And uh, then she comes up with a personalized cheer for Claire, which is really dickish.
0: It is, yeah. She um yeah, she kinda comes up with it on the spot. Uh and she's like, give us a clap. Give us a twirl. Give us a quarter- give us a quarterback who isn't a girl. Doesn't scan
2: everyone... yeah, very well.
0: Oh, not at all. As I was reading it, I was like, I'm going to tumble over this now because yeah. this, uh, <laughs> this is not some good <laughs> rhyming, I'll tell you that much. No. But yeah, they all love it anyway and think it's a great idea and think, oh, you know, we've been trying to make the cheers more exciting. So why don't we come up with customized cheers for each player? Um, you know, so it looks like we're really, you know, making an effort for the team and they decide this will be their part of their contest for a new cheer so that everyone's going to come up with like one for a specific
2: yeah. player. Yeah. And Jessica decides that uh, Claire is going to learn about life at Sweet Valley the hard way. Yeah, <laughs> that the cheerleaders are a bunch of bullies. Yes, absolutely. to Annie and Robin. Why are you going oh, along with any man. of those? Up? Very true, actually. That is very
0: disappointing coming from them. Mm, yeah. I
2: know. Well, the next day, Liz and Terry are lunching together for contriving, plot contrivance sake. <laughs> and we're reminded, which is fair enough, that Liz was supportive after Ken's accident, which she was. She, she was. Well, she had to be
0: involved somehow, didn't she? Oh, of course she did, yeah. But I guess it gives them
2: some history together. True. And uh, and actually Liz is quite good in this scene because when Terry says how incredibly happy Ken is um, Liz says well, you know, it must be weird for you and says like, I just mean that you've had your own troubles to go through. And this must be a weird time. Wonderful in most ways, kind of difficult in others. And that sort of gives Terry permission to admit that she has felt a bit weird about this whole Ken's comeback thing and then she feels bad about feeling weird. But Liz says, "Like, well, I feel weird too. So, you know, yeah. this is normal.
0: And yeah, this is actually very sound of Liz as well to just be like, you know, you obviously have been through a lot too because even Terry says, I haven't been through anything. And it's like, yeah. what well, you have? Like you 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 ha- absolutely have like you were you know there for ken when he needed you and supported him so much and this is obviously a big adjustment so it is it is actually quite nice of liz to, to as you say like just give her the space to be like look this can be hard on you too and you don't have to feel bad about that yeah
2: yeah um so uh she feels terry feels much better and she's determined to have a good time later because she's arranged to meet ken for dinner and then a library study session which will be their first date in over a week hmm. uh, i guess it is a tuesday night
0: yeah i know because she keeps saying oh their date their date and i was like but you're doing
2: homework is that really a date? i guess they're going for food beforehand i suppose yeah yeah. terry is a bit disappointed when ken suggests they go to the dairy burger because she wanted somewhere more private like i mean this is like pre-library food you're not going to go off to the coat door or or whatever the hell this is and it
0: it does feel like ken isn't thinking of this as a date because they're Mm. like getting a burger and going to the library like it's 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 not the usual. I don't know. Usually, when they go for dates, it is to like some fancy restaurant or whatever. But um, it's very. It seems very casual. Whereas Terry is kind of hinging this whole thing as like our first date in ages. Yeah. Even though that doesn't seem to be the vibe. So I
2: guess yeah. they haven't really hung out and you know allowed for a week.
0: That's true too. Yeah, he's been busy.
2: Well, wow. and when they get to uh, get to the Terry Burger, she's uh, <laughs> feast to her eyes. Can you share? Why what, what uh, she says it gave her a thrill just to look at him across the booth. Can you share why? I sure can. Well, you know,
0: it's Ken being lit by the dairy burger of lights. <laughs> and he looked absolutely wonderful. I'll say. His blonde hair was bleached from the sun and caught the reflection of the lights, Ooh. and his arms and face were tanned from all the time he'd been spending outside practising. Best of all, he looked happy and at ease, Aww. just like the old Ken.
2: Oh, <laughs> our little himbo prince. He's so fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, but who should interrupt her perving on Ken?
0: <sighs> well, in fairness, she doesn't interrupt us. She just walks well, that's in. Too.
2: It's more that it, uh, it sort of, it pulls Kids her moved. out of bit of a mood true.
0: killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Claire uh, walks in, um, but like she's not looking around, and oh, looking no, no, for no. anybody. She walks straight to the counter, orders some food. She's got some books with her, and uh, Ken spots Claire. So that that is kind of the mood killer, I suppose. And he's yeah, like, oh, she's all, but she's all by herself, and he's looking concerned. Uh-huh. Uh, and it, but it is kind of nice that he's like worried about her. That he's it like, is oh, nice. No you know, is, is no one being friends with her now or something. And mm. uh, Terry knows the polite thing to do would be to invite Claire to join them. But she really doesn't want her to come over. Yeah. She's like, don't record date. I
2: haven't been alone for <laughs> ages. Don't
0: spoil it. Which I also get. Yeah. But then Ken is just, he is being sound and he's like, let's ask her to yeah. come over and eat with us. And he kind of calls her over. Says, come sit down. And uh, But Claire is just... um She's there to pick up food and go. Um, but she's like, look, thanks. My, my mom is waiting out in the car and I'm just on my way to the library. And Ken looks disappointed. Oh, come <laughs> on, like, like you'd
2: be so <laughs> pissed off if your boyfriend was like, come along and join us, even though we're on a date. <laughs> oh no, you're not steak. Oh. <laughs> but
0: he's just like a giant
2: puppy. Or <laughs> something. I love you, Ken, but really, it's fun to your
0: girlfriend. Is that like, Claire's giving you any encouragement. But this is it. This is why I feel like he's not seeing it as a date at all. Because I feel mm. like if that was you know, we're going on a date, then I don't think he would have invited her over. But during well, the, the dairy burger, I don't know, I just feel like this is just Ken trying to be friendly and yeah. sound and, and not really reading the mood, I suppose. Yeah. yeah,
2: well, this is the thing. Terry thinks Ken didn't even seem embarrassed or apologetic about his behaviour. He didn't seem to think there was any reason why Claire shouldn't have joined them. But then she thinks it was as if their date didn't mean anything to him. No, oh. And she doesn't know how to say she's a bit upset without sort of saying it like she's accusing him of something or acting like a clingy girlfriend. So she's just mm. in that horrible situation where she's just like, Ugh, I don't like this. She just feels weird. Yeah. <gasps> Poor Terry. But Then she notices something unsettling.
0: Oh, God. Yeah. So um, when she looks over at him, his eyes are all screwed up and he's squinting and he kind of puts his hands... On his eyes covering them and then shakes his head and looks okay again. But she's just like, Oh shit. Yeah. Um she asks him if he's all right and he's like, Um, yeah, I'm fine. But apparently he looks pale and confused and frightened Aww. again. <laughs> he's so cute. But uh but yeah, she's like, Did you did she keeps saying like "blackout," which would sound like he's passing out, but yeah. it's just that he's lost his vision temporarily. Yeah. But he kind of gets a bit gruff with her and he's like, Look, I'm fine, um, just leave it. Yeah. Um, so she's kind of like, Oh god, because like she's already feeling kind of weird. And now she's like, oh, God, is his vision actually worse than he's letting on?
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and she's like, look, this this might be bad news if he's actually intent on trying out for mm, quarterback again. Yeah.
2: yeah. On Thursday, Jessica is again, because she's a sociopath, is really angry because Claire's getting, getting lots of attention.
0: <laughs> it's like that's that's I think that's what's pissing her off more than yeah. the fact that Claire slagged off cheerleading. Oh, yeah. Like it's it's totally 100%. the fact that people people are paying attention to Claire and she's getting featured in the newspaper and this is just a bridge too far for Jessica Wakefield.
2: It certainly is. Well, she tells her friends that she knows Claire's indifference is just an act. What what? Why? <sighs> And Amy says that she's noticed Claire hasn't been, you know, she, or Claire doesn't seem to have noticed that she's been getting the silent tweet. <laughs> <I love laughs> she's amazing.
0: <that. laughs> she
2: doesn't care. She truly doesn't give a shit. <laughs> but uh, thinks maybe we need to make our message stronger, uh, which doesn't bode well. And Lila agrees that Claire is rude and says, uh, says something that. Says Jessica even into even more of a rage. You you know, you think she'd be all raged up, but there's always Ooh, further no. to
0: go with Jess because uh, apparently, yeah, Lila's in English class with her and she's like, you should see the way she snubs people, especially guys. This morning, Danny Porter was trying oh, to oh. talk to her. So she totally ignored him and Lila couldn't believe how rude she was. So now Jessica is absolutely fuming. She's like, well, so much for his shyness. If <gasps> he's interested in someone like Claire, he could just forget about Jessica making a play for him. Oh,
2: oh well Danny you dodged a bullet there so count your <laughs> lucky stars
0: you are missing absolutely nothing
2: <laughs> <laughs> you totally are well Jessica uh, says uh, she comes up with another evil scheme and she says uh, rightly that some of the guys who were pushed out of the sort of shortlist for uh, the quarterback spot might be willing to help them um, play pranks on Claire and of course Amy agrees to uh, to get involved with this and um Jessica says that they could just tell the guy, get the guys to do it by telling them the Claire was trash talking them, um, and even Lila's a bit shocked by this yeah she's like you know is that true and Jessica's like oh you know more
0: or less so like even is a bit like oh I don't know about this like it's, I suppose she did say the stuff mm. about cheerleaders but now she's trying to turn well I suppose it's not really turning them against her because the lads some of these lads were already kind of dicks about Claire and yeah. uh, you know, think she has a giant ego Tim thinks any girl who wants to play football has something wrong with her this Ugh. kind of bullshit so these are the kind of class acts that they're uh, looking to enlist to mm. uh, to give Claire hassle basically to yeah. make it more obvious that, uh, that people have a grudge against her
2: yeah well, later Terry, poor Terry, is all confused because she wants to support Ken, but like one of his eyes are are really acting up. Like this mm. is, she doesn't know what to do basically. And then she goes to the changing room because she's—I don't know—she's gone for a run round the school she's, track or something. She's gone for a jog, yeah, but because
0: mm. uh, there is a line where it's like not that she could ever be as athletic as Claire, <laughs> but Ooh. she likes feeling fit. <laughs> so
2: there's those. a lot of. Beautiful yeah. shorts that show her tanned, <laughs> lean, muscular legs.
0: It's just clear in her lovely calves. Oh, God. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Cold chair, Terry. Come on. In with you now. Calm down. <laughs> um, well, uh, she, she goes to the changing room then and she sees quite a surprising sight. Yeah, so she, I think she, does she hear her first? Mm, I'm not sure. But anyway, yeah. Claire,
0: she sees that Claire is is sitting by herself. Mm. um, But she's, she, her shoulders are shaking and it looks like she's crying. So Terry kind of pauses and doesn't really know what to do. Um, But then she obviously, I think she makes a noise or bumps into a locker or something. So Claire kind of jumps up and spins around and is kind of like, oh God. And her, she acts kind of guilty or something, like something's up. But it's like her gaze flew to Terry and then back to her open locker where there's a large black and white photograph taped up. So it's a picture of this like handsome guy in a football uniform. Him, uh, and it's signed to Claire with all my love Ted across the bottom um, and Claire kind of stares at Terry like she's kind of frightened and then like slams the locker shut and she's like oh I didn't hear you and Terry realises she definitely has been crying and Terry yeah. asks her she's okay and she's like oh you know I'm fine I just uh, you know, I'm late I
2: have to go and kind yeah. of just runs off basically so it's like what is going on here <laughs> so uh, by the way I'm just going to say now that is an odd thing to give the relationship between Claire and this person, yes. Ted, Yes. it is an odd thing it to is. give Claire a signed, signed. photo saying, "To yes. Claire, with all my love, Ted.
0: One thousand percent agree. Yes. I
2: don't think either of us would do such a thing to the people in our lives who are similar relationships to us.
0: Unless you were taking the piss.
2: Oh, entirely taking the piss. You yes. know, because you, you would do that taking the oh, piss. Oh, yeah, that is, that is the sort of, I mean. My my sister, oh, spoiler alert, it's her brother. My, my sister once sent me a signed photo of one of the Kelly family, which were a really terrible German hippie
0: God. folk band. Didn't they like live on a boat or something? Yes,
2: oh, God. yes. It was Angelo Liebling their Fans. She sent it to me as a postcard when I was on my J1.
0: Stop it Oh my god
2: <laughs> So yeah That's the sort of thing That Fucking siblings hell. would do but The Kelly family I'd uh, forgotten all about <laughs> Well I think I probably would have If I didn't still have That hideous <laughs> Postcard in a shoebox somewhere Oh my god It was really hilarious But none of the Americans I was with Knew why I was like Crying with laughter
0: <laughs> <laughs> They just didn't get it They didn't appreciate they The Kelly didn't. family <laughs>
2: Also, how funny it was to get a postcard of one of the
0: fucking so. hell. That is gas. In yeah. fairness, my sister
2: was in Berlin at the time, where apparently, oh, okay. like, um, <laughs> Kelly family postcards <laughs> abound. They were a thing. Oh my god,
0: that is fantastic. Uh,
2: so yes, a taking the piss sibling thing, you might send a ridiculous photo with a dramatic inscription, but not. It's it's quite contrived. It is, and mm. I suppose
0: it's meant to, to cause a bit of confusion or mystery about who this handsome guy is. Yes, but um, yeah, we should come back to that in a second, and maybe take a little tiny break to camera oh. ourselves down after remembering the Kelly family. <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: like I couldn't even sing a Kelly family song because like if I ever was, heard one, I blocked it out. I was in my memory say, wasn't.
0: There, I thought there was only one. Like weren't they like a one hit wonder? Or was there more to them? Oh, I think
2: there might have been more over in Deutschland because they were really popular oh, okay. there, and they told everybody that they were Irish, but I think they were like <gasps> Canadian. They were something. not. Irish. Oh no, they're 100% were Irish. I think they were like Canadian or American hippies who had gone over to Germany and live in a boat <laughs> and pretend to be Irish. <laughs> we'll have a whole extra series on Stuff Floss about the history of the Kelly family. <laughs> the Kelly family charting their lies. <laughs> oh, they're, they're, they're libeling our beautiful country. How dare they <laughs> Well instead of listening to a 10 part investigative um, <laughs> Series of the Kelly family We are going to tell you about a Show that is going to be brand New to the Headstuff podcast Network um, and it is The Hedge radio podcast Have a listen to this Just to carry my name and address and sure. You're not getting an answer to that
1: Have a listen to this The Hedge Radio podcast looks at the humble scene in the backward place where no one important ever looks. To steal from Patrick Kavanagh. Taking inspiration from the hedge schools of old, the Hedge Radio podcast brings you stories that you won't hear anywhere else.
2: You need imagination for everything.
1: Have a listen to this. It's someone's reaction to reading a book.
0: Yeah, so it's a narrative storytelling podcast from Wexford, so they're going to tell tales on everything from folklore and history to literature and arts and crafts, so they're covering all kinds of good stuff.
2: Oh, that sounds very much my sort of thing, so mm-hmm. uh, yes, check it out, and of course, once we're talking about the amazing Headstuff Podcast Network, we can remind you of uh, that you can support us on Headstuff Plus for as little as €5 euro a month, wherever you are in the world. Uh, And uh, by signing up at headstuffpodcasts.com, you can join Pi Vita Alpha and not just as a sort of window dressing.
0: (laughs) Very true. We're very accepting. All are welcome. Very much so. Um, Yeah. And once you sign up, yeah, you obviously get access to our bonus material, which is... There are a very exciting Pi Beta Alpha series where we uh, recap the TV series of Sweet Valley High, which is proving to be absolutely hilarious. Um, And there's a few little written recaps up there as well. There's going to be more to come on that count. And uh, yeah, there's loads of good stuff. But when you do join up, you get access to everybody's bonus content. So there's definitely something else you'll find that you'll be into uh, with that many different podcasts on the network. There's loads of good stuff to get stuck into.
2: And speaking of supporting podcasts um, those of you who follow us on Instagram and Twitter will know this already but in case you don't we have merch
0: it's happening yes the the much teased about uh, Pi Beta Alpha Jackets are gonna happen we're just figuring out what to get in stock basically we're going to do like a really limited run i think to start with because it's like we don't know what we're doing let's face it yes uh, <laughs> so there's a survey up there's a link to it on twitter there's a link on our bio on instagram yep. and actually a mail went out today to everybody uh, that signed up to head stuff plus uh, so check your well check your spam possibly because you've <laughs> ended up in there um, but it's, it's not spam we're not trying to scam you i promise no. <laughs> um, yeah so we're just trying to to figure out uh, what kind of a mix of sizes to get and this is going to happen and it's going to be great
2: yes and you should see this jacket you can see this jacket if you go to our instagram at instagram.com uh, slash six slash six slash svh podcast you can see Karen <laughs> doing a full how do go <laughs> kids
0: fully that like I had posted it and just immediately went oh Christ it's, it's me <laughs> like that's I am that meme <laughs> look at me there Ancient. you're a
2: little Steve for shamey. <laughs> Buscabi. Um, Yes, it's amazing. It is pink. It's got white sleeves. It's got a beautifully embroidered Pi Beta Alpha logo on the breast with a uh, um oh, what is the latin i should know it's school. uh i'll okay. tell you
0: it's it's a more geminatus which is double love uh in latin very kindly translated by a classic scholar on twitter True. um and it's also kind of a pun because it works in you know twins and gemini is also part of it so yeah. you know where else are you going to get merch that has a pun in latin on it yes i mean come on
2: greek letters <laughs> latin puns it's and uh and a very snuggly fish so we got to we got to look at a sample and uh, it's really nice quality. This garment, um, it's nice and uh, uh, and sort of snuggly. So it looks. Like Very it's a pleasure cozy. to wear. We both it tried it on. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, let us know if you would like to buy it, and let us know what size you would like. Uh, there's more info in this in this survey, and you could also use the use this as an opportunity to give us a little bit of feedback about the show. Um, any any sort of bonus episodes or extra episodes or stuff you'd like to hear in the main um series, you can share your thoughts there. So uh, yeah, please do let us know because this is going to be a limited edition for a limited time only, and you know once we get an idea of how many people want them and what sizes to order we can go ahead and get the ball rolling and they they will cost about 50 euro um which is the cheapest we can do to cover the uh, the cost? This is not this is not a get rich quick scheme. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: definitely not. No, no, we are trying to keep the price as low as we can get it. Um, because you know, like we're we're not trying to screw anybody. Oh. This is kind of like a thank you to you guys. Um, because yeah. you've been so great for supporting us, and we love you.
2: Yes, um, so yeah, whether you're in Hen Stuff Plus or not, you will be able to order a jacket. But if you do, uh, take up um. Uh, take up the the cause of supporting us on Headstuff Plus, and you will of course get our special bonus series, Pi Beta Alpha. Whether you have watched the Sweet Valley High TV series or not, um, I'm sure you you will find something to entertain you because it's basically more of this very
0: true just just weekly nonsense instead of every two weeks (laughs) yeah
2: exactly so yeah if you join us in Pi beta alpha you will never have to go for a single week without a new episode of some sweet valley shenanigans so you'll get the regular episodes every two weeks and in between them there will be a new uh a new pba adventure so um yeah l- um, do sign up uh if you, if you can and even if you can't and you'd like to get a jacket just let us know what you think and you can find a link to that uh, survey as karen said on t- on our twitter and svh podcast or on instagram at svh podcast so uh yeah we hope to hear from you soon we'll have a whole pie beat alpha army
0: oh my god oh. it's gonna be amazing girl gang let's do it
2: <laughs> roll over sandy bacon
0: we're here with better jackets
2: yeah I mean they're not shiny that's the one thing but they are less flammable (laughs) very true (laughs) and now back to Sweet Valley where Coach is announcing that by the end of today's tryout so I guess it's Friday now the two best players will be selected and tomorrow morning they will play against each other in a sort of like like a a game of teammates they call it a scrimmage and it seems to be I was a bit unsure about what it was initially but
0: yeah no it's it's a friendly basically so like it doesn't count towards the team's record or anything like that so it is basically a friendly
2: that's yeah yeah but it's just amid the team isn't it Mm. it's like they divide the Sweet Valley High team among two because I thought initially it was a friendly against another school but then it's like Ken is on one team and Claire is on the other yeah, because well, you see, because there'd be two. Yeah, because with American football,
0: there's like an offense team and a defense team, so there's fuckloads uh. of players. So this time, they're just kind of. I'm not sure how this logistically works and yeah. configurations and stuff, but yeah, basically, there's enough people to put together two teams, uh-huh. uh, yeah. for them to have a quarterback each yes. on the go,
2: and that's how they're going to. That's going to sort of uh, give the cha- the coach a chance to see them in action, in like a proper yeah. game. And we're told that only Ken and Claire and some guy called Dave, whoever he is, Dave Pollock, <laughs> are in the running. And some of the, the, the school are telling Ken he's got it in the bag, but mm-hmm. he stresses that Claire is a strong rival. Yeah, he's saying, look, tryouts aren't over yet. Like, this isn't a done deal. She's a proper contender here. Mm. And uh, Ken defends, he basically, he defends her when anybody says, look, there's no way she's going to be able to play against Big Misa. Um but Ken is like no she'd obviously be up to it and when John John uh, leaves and, and Terry and Ken are on their own Terry almost against her will finds herself saying why have you been going out of your way to back Claire up and our and our beloved Ken well he he says the right thing He does. And like, it is, it's not that he fancies her.
0: He Mm. is just saying, look, I just, I see the way some of the guys treat her and it makes me sick. I want to help her in any way I can. And like the emotion came through in his voice and Terry felt a lump forming in her throat. It's just like, oh, Ken, I'm so back on board after last time. I
2: know, (laughs) Ken, you are redeeming yourself. But Terry takes this to mean that um, Ken is trying to tell her that Claire is more than a friend. I mean, she's she's barely even a friend. Yeah, Terry is kind of losing the plot a
0: little bit at this stage now.
2: Um, So she collects her stopwatch and, uh, you know, for her stats work. And when she goes to pick it up, Claire is is nearby. So she congratulates her uh, on how well she played. And Claire says it's some compensation for the, the pranks people have been playing on her. They're just like dickish, stupid little things
0: yeah she says that yeah because Terry obviously hadn't heard anything about this mm. um, and Claire's like yeah so yesterday somebody put toothpaste in the shoes I left in my locker oh, man. And I've gotten a, but I've gotten a couple of hate notes and it's yeah. like okay those are two very different things yeah. I feel like even the <laughs> toothpaste yeah. pretty bad it is pretty shitty yeah and like somebody swiped this kind of drink she brings in like a special vitamin drink for lunch and someone took it um, and she's like look it's just these guys can't stand the thought that a girl can play football better than they can mm. uh, they'll try anything to get back at me and she's like who cares they're a bunch of jerks
2: yeah well, I mean, true So Terry is surprised By both the sort of Meanness of the pranks And about Claire's Sort of She's impressed by Claire's Attitude and uh, She feels, you know Sympathetic towards her Until it starts going on about, uh, Claire starts going on About how great Ken is And how lucky Terry is And then Wistfully says He reminds me He reminds me Of someone really wonderful I used to know And her eyes Missed over <laughs> Oh god well, it just Understandably, yeah. Terry's a bit freaked out by this.
0: I guess, yeah. But also, it's like, it's just that she's she's obviously thinking about somebody. I mean, like, you'd read that as, like, oh, he reminds me of this guy I used to date yeah. or whatever. But yeah, Terry is just like, oh, God, she wants Ken. Ken wants Claire. They look great together. This is terrible. I'm out of
2: the picture. No. Like she does get a little bit carried away, in fairness. She does, yes. Well, uh, she's. Um she she sees then Ken towards the end of practice sort of stumble and grimace in pain and um and hold his hand up to his eyes and he covers and tells the coach he's fine but Terry is understandably worried and um coach announces that Ken and Claire are going to both play in the scrimmage tomorrow mm-hmm. um so Terry approaches Ken and asks if he's okay and he's kind of brushes her off and she says look you can't go at the, you know, to this tryout if your vision isn't okay. And Claire, or sorry, Ken, now this isn't, this isn't a great moment, Ken. Now, I understand you're sort of hurt and stressed but this is kind of a dickish statement
0: it is i know it's oh it swings in roundabouts of my emotional support timbo um so he so he kind of glares at her and he's like quit mothering me terry that stuff was fine back when i needed it but i can see fine just now and i don't need you playing oh. nurse
2: oh um,
0: and terry is quite like hurt and stunned by that because she is just trying to help him but yeah um, ken's like Look, you know stop trying to to keep me from doing what I love um, mm. you need to be a little less protective but then like the worst part is he says take a lesson from Claire her <gasps> motto is I'd rather die than quit and
2: oh, it's like oh no Ken, this Ken, isn't this isn't the move <laughs> this is ba- a bad timing yeah, put it that way
0: I know, and I suppose he doesn't know that that Terry is so completely in her head and spinning out over Claire God. so yeah but it's just it's not good and
2: then she lashes out at him which is great she says quit telling me how great Claire is all the time I'm sick and tired of hearing it Claire wasn't there when you thought she couldn't even make it down the hallway without help and Ken understandably is angry with this yeah
0: he does say that look if you think a good relationship is based on gratitude Terry then you're crazy which is a good point because yeah. like, you, can't, you can't hold that over somebody like I um, was
2: with you and you
0: couldn't see exactly yeah so yeah so they are kind of oh just snapping at each other yeah. and it's not great but then Claire walks over and congratulates Ken so it's kind of uh, you know, then he smiles at Claire, but he's still angry with Terry and he won't he just kind of walks off and is like, Look, I we have to talk, but I can't yeah. do it now. Look, this means so much to me. Just let me be alone for a little while. I need yeah. to think. Um, and yeah, poor Terry is like, Oh no. She's like, I know what he means by you and I have to talk. So she's I reckons, mean, you would take that. You would, but yeah, she's just it like he's going to, tell to be good. He, he's going to tell her he didn't love her anymore. And he's fallen in love with Claire Middleton. And it's like, and I can understand the first part yes. but the second part is just Terry in her head. It's
2: a massive jump. It is. Well. She goes into the changing room and she hears, oh, this is a low point for Terry now. Truly. Oh, um, so she hears Amy and Jessica bitch about Claire and about how the pranks that the boys have been playing aren't good enough and that she, you know, Amy and Jessica will have to come up with something themselves. And then Terry thinks, okay, so they want to get back at Claire for something? Well, maybe she can give, maybe she can help them. And she basically gives them a whole spiel about wanting to help Ken. And they're all like, yeah, it's a furious has to face this stupid bitch, which makes Terry feel guilty because <laughs> <laughs> that's not really where she's going But She doesn't think that she doesn't have a problem with Claire trying out. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but she tells them about uh, Claire's weak spot, the mysterious Ted. Exactly.
0: Yes. So and it, this is very shitty of mm. Terry. Oh, it's awful. Yeah so um yeah when she she figures out that this is something that would that would actually upset her because I suppose at first they're kinda of like, What are you saying? That we should mention this guy in public in front of Claire? And then Jessica's like, Oh, I've got it, we'll make up a cheer just for Claire and make sure it ends with something like, Who is Ted? Yeah. <laughs> like she's not exactly with genius now, Jessica. Yeah. But um yeah, they kind of they kind of think about it and come up with this idea for a cheer where they're gonna say, We know about Ted. Yeah. Um, so it kind of it sounds you know, it could be a contender then for their cheerleading contest, and we'll get to humiliate Claire oh, at the same time. Such so, yeah, bonus on bonus, mm. but um, and Terry does feel a bit bad. She's kind of like, oh God, what have I done here? Because like, I mean, getting Jessica and Amy on your side in a scheme—it's yeah. like there's just no way this is going to end well. But she literally um, said
2: she le- literally feels queasy. What had yeah. she done? She never yeah. schemed like this against someone before. Was she losing her mind? Yes, kind of, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> you are. <laughs> I mean, if you're on the same team as Jessica Wakefield and Amy, mm-mm, mm-mm. you definitely have bad vibes. <sighs> Well, I guess it's the next day uh, at the Casa Del Wakefield and Jessica tells Liz she knows Claire won't get on the team, which makes Liz rightly suspicious. Um, and after she runs off, who should come in but all the uh, hang gliding? <laughs> He's taken a break from fucking face
0: planting into the side of a cliff <laughs> and chasing after girls who look like his dead oh, girlfriend, Trisha. God. Just long enough to uh, to arrive back <laughs> yeah. and uh, yeah and, and hang out at home to uh, I don't know is he even here to see Cara no, no I don't know Cara's told him all
2: about this famous like this amazing tryout battle so he's come to see it for himself <laughs> oh, that's it yeah <laughs> when he hears what Claire's full name is Claire Middleton he's like there was a guy in my freshman composition class named Middleton he was a real football hero too I wonder. No, there's no way. That could they couldn't be related. Too much of a coincidence for there to be that much football in one family. What two members are playing the very popular game? Like if anything, you'd think they're a football family.
0: They yeah. all play football. Like that's where your mind would go. And also, I don't know if this is just from being Irish as well, but it's like, oh, I wonder if there's any relations. It's like, yes, of I course know. they're related. <laughs> of course there's a link. <laughs>
2: I would say, now, what are they from? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, Stephen tells the story of this poor te- uh, Ted Middleton and uh, it's pretty, um, it's pretty sad. It's quite the, uh, yeah, the harrowing
0: story. So yeah, yeah, this guy, he was like a star quarterback on their junior varsity team. And also, also I looked up what junior varsity oh, yeah. and varsity and what this the difference is. in college is. as well. True, but they also mentioned junior varsity players in Sweet Valley High mm. and it's basically that your junior varsity team are like your B team so it's ah. that the varsity players are the best ones yeah. and then like your B team are the junior varsity so it's okay. not actually to do with I don't think it's to do with like ages or what oh, grade they're in right, or in that yeah. kind of stuff yeah. it's more to do with ability That's that was my understanding now again yeah. I could be completely wrong let us know <laughs>
2: listeners you're always but, uh, very useful yes but
0: I did I did try to at least make some effort to sound like I knew what I was
2: talking about you <laughs> I <just> sounded very <laughs> authoritative there I too. So, <laughs> I pulled it off we'll edit all this out I feel like <laughs> (laughs) Oh, like we never edited anything. (laughs) There's Um, a reason these episodes are like two hours long. Oh,
0: stop. I know. We just can't stop ourselves. But anyway, so yes, this guy was a star quarterback. Uh, He was destined for great things, had offers from pro teams, and he was only 18. But then he started having these terrible headaches. He was diagnosed with a brain tumour and within a couple of months he was dead. So it's like proper fucking tragic stuff. Yeah. um, That like apparently Steve's roommate was friends with this guy and, you know, he still talks about him all the time. And he says, yeah, this guy Middleton, he was Ted Middleton apparently. So then Liz is like, "Mm, maybe maybe they were related and maybe this guy was her older brother. And she kind of pieces it together herself that, yeah, this probably is the case.
2: Yeah. So, uh, and uh, spoiler alert, She's right. Yes, um, yeah. And she thinks that this would explain a lot of Claire's sort of weird behaviour, sort of getting a bit cagey, asked about her, you know, her family. And- yeah, or a mentor yeah. who kind of
0: got her into football. She very much clammed up like at that stage. So this, this mm. is kind of what clammed up God yeah. why am I oh! clams <laughs> I can't
2: believe you used those words
0: why did I do that to myself um, but yeah she she figures out that this is obviously her brother and uh, yeah she reckons this, this must be who's behind her uh, or this is why she's so intent on making the team and it's kind yeah. of you
2: know in honour of him well we cut to Jessica and the cheerleaders who are trying out the new cheer and I mean with sowing some redeeming qualities um, Annie, Cara and Jeannie are feeling a bit weird about this Auntie Claire cheer Um mm. they're not happy, but Jessica's like, "Oh, it's all good of fun," and uh, they're not really so sure. But it's kind of too late to do anything about it now. And Jessica's all excited as the match begins, basically because it's her chance to fuck someone over. That's it. Yeah, it was also her chance to
0: humiliate Claire <laughs> in front of Danny Porter. Like again, <laughs> Danny's in the picture. It's like. <laughs> Danny has no interest in any of this, just leave him out of it.
2: I know, I mean, anyway, he never even says a word throughout this book and I don't Mm -mm. think we'll ever hear from him again. (laughs) So the game begins and Claire is on team A and Ken is on team B and uh, Claire's doing really well, football, football, football. (laughs) But then Jessica leads the squad in their special cheer. Can you take up the first verse of this special cheer?
0: Uh, Sure. Yeah. So there's a timeout. So everyone, all the players are at the sidelines. So all the attention is on the the squad, the Uh. the cheerleaders. So, yeah, it begins with um, who wants a guy when a girl like Claire can throw the ball from here to there?
2: And, you know, this is kind of, you know, this is kind of positive it's, and kind
0: of cute. It, it comes in as like a pro Claire, isn't yeah. she great kind of a chant. So people are applauding when they hear this. So now they have everybody's attention for sure. And yeah. Jessica gives a signal for the next verse.
2: And the next second verse also seems to continue the positive vibes. It's who needs a guy when a girl gives more? She steals the ball. She makes the score. And Claire is actually smiling. Aww. Then they play, say they chant the last verse. Ugh,
0: yeah so this is it because you do feel like oh good for Claire like but when you know it's gonna end up badly it's like this is so shit uh but again it's such a weird cheer because it's like who needs a guy when a girl instead can play like Claire we know about Ted yes <laughs> <So> like, <laughs> you know it sounds like nothing because even the crowd are like the last verse seemed to confuse the crowd <laughs> but there was a
2: final spattering of applause <laughs> they're, like, they're like, oh, like wait what huh <laughs> I don't know what's going on but Claire uh, has a more dramatic reaction. Oh,
0: yeah. So the effect on Claire apparently is astonishing. And it's like the blood tur- her blood had turned to ice. She stood frozen, her face white and her eyes wide and angry. Uh, so she's like trembling. She reaches for her helmet that she'd left on the bench. And I think the coach is coming over to her to say something. But she like picks up her helmet and just walks hmm. off the field completely. And he says
2: uh, like, you can't leave. And she's like, I quit.
0: Yeah, this is and this is somebody who, you know, as we've already heard would say you know that she'd rather die than quit and that Mm. she's really intense about football Mm. but now this has obviously just pushed her over the edge so the coach is completely baffled and apparently Jessica and the cheerleaders are as astonished as the rest of them but like but jessica's delighted this oh is yeah the thing. some of them are
2: really ca- are kind of upset and, and freaked out like did we yeah do
0: this? robin is like robin's like what happened like what did we say and Jeannie's like oh god did our cheer make her leave and jessica's like jessica didn't know what to say even in her wildest dreams she wouldn't have believed the cheer she'd written could actually drive claire off the team but like she's oh. thrilled about it oh, this is she's exactly so what she
2: wanted awful and meanwhile liz and todd who has obviously been filled in on what um uh, Liz learned earlier, and Steve are horrified. Oh, and Elizabeth God. storms over to confront the cheating And when she arrives, she's like, most of them look kind of guilty and confused. And then she saw Jessica's triumphant expression. And she knew that somehow her twin was behind the cheer. And Ugh. she basically says, What the fuck? And Jessica tries to sort of joke it off. And oh, it's trade secrets. Um, and Elizabeth basically says, Why the fuck did you taunt her about her dead brother? Oof. And even Amy and Jess at least say they're horrified. Oh, that's it! Like they
0: obviously, yeah. And Liz realizes they had no idea who Ted was, but it's like Amy is horrified. She's like, "We didn't think Ted was her brother." Um, oh, I like you, like, care, Amy. This is the thing. It's like, oh, we only wanted to bully her the normal amount, yeah, like, not as much <laughs> as this. It's like just fuck all of you, seriously. Yeah, well, that's
2: pretty but- much what Liz says. And then she says, yeah. people have been taunting her all week and now you guys go and mortify fire in public, making your brother's death into a big joke.
0: Yeah. Oh, the-
2: but Jessica is then, you know, her hands fly to her face and she's like, oh, my God, we actually did
0: that. And she goes pale. Um, but it is just like Jessica's just so full of shit because she's, you know, Liz is obviously letting her have it. Um, and Jess is just like, oh, we honestly didn't know. We thought she was just some <laughs> guy she had a crush on. And it's like, but yeah, but you still wanted her off the team, off the yeah. field. You wanted to make a show of her and humiliate her. It just worked even better than you thought it would. So don't act like you're
2: not fucking loving this result because you oh. were until you realised why it was such a good result. Exactly. You literally yeah. just thought it was beyond your wildest dreams. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, she passes the book. And says, well, it's all Terry's fault anyway. She told us about Ted. And Liz is like, what? This yeah. is not Terry's kind of thing. Oh, God, yeah. So she goes over to Terry and and basically asks, what the fuck did you do? And Terry is definitely, whatever about Jessica's crocodile tears, Terry is genuinely horrified. Um, like she's in tears. And so immediately like, I have to go over and apologise to her. Like I'd never have, I thought I was sort of teasing her about a boyfriend. I did not. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. And I believe it coming from Terry, but yeah. with Jessica, I just didn't buy a fucking oh, word of it. no.
2: given <laughs> her previous yeah. form. She's exactly. Completely yeah. capable of doing that. Yeah. Um, so Terry says she needs to go over alone and and apologise to Claire and uh, and in fairness to her she does she doesn't hesitate she goes straight over and when she ans- when Claire answers the door looking all sad Terry explains what she did and gives a very heartfelt apology and uh, Claire says which is really sad she was relieved to move because to a new place because no one knew about the family tragedy which sort of felt like it was kind of defining the family. Yeah, it was group, like a fresh start for yeah, her being in a new
0: school. Yeah. Where people
2: didn't think of her as like, oh, the poor girl whose brother died. And exactly, yeah, yeah. So it's actually really sad. Yes. And uh, says that she kept her finger, picture in his locker because she was so proud of him. Now, it doesn't explain why he signed it in that... <laughs> Again, unless maybe he was and he and he
0: gave it to her taking the piss but now it's suddenly really poignant because oh, he's gone. Oh, true. Yeah, know, that could me, work. Me, well,
2: goes off to college and gives her I a bit I feel like of that's 20.
0: possibly us giving them a bit more credit than is due. It'd yeah, be the sort you know. of thing
2: an Irish brother might do exactly yeah like mm. it is definitely that kind
0: of vibe but yeah i feel like that's possibly us projecting a little bit to mm. make it make sense <laughs> yes
2: well she he said she says that she feels so too strongly about ted's memory to just talk about it with any old random word like liz and uh, <laughs> it was just devastating hearing his name used to to ridicule her and yeah um terry apologizes again and says she should never have done it and and she did it because she was jealous of her and claire was like, "What?" Um, And when Terry reveals how she's been feeling, Claire has some news for her. Oh, (laughs) yeah. So Claire is completely
0: blindsided by uh, this revelation she's mm. like like what could you possibly be jealous about of me for and uh, she's like but like ken is crazy about you terry he talks about you all the time he told me just yesterday that he never would have made it this far if it hadn't been for you um so obviously anytime that her and ken were obviously hanging out and joking around he was just talking about how mad he yes. is about terry <laughs>
2: And uh, Terry says, look, I'm going to talk to the coach and get him to give you another chance because this was my fault. And when Claire says, no, look, I freaked out today. I don't have what it takes. And Terry says, that's bullshit. You're an amazing role model. Um So Claire says, look, I'll do it if you go and talk honestly to Ken. And they shake hands, which is pretty cool. They do. And honestly, like Claire... Is very sound yes. about this. I
0: feel like yeah. she could have just flown off the handle at Terry and would have been well within her rights. Yeah, yeah. But but she's she's much sounder than anybody deserves. I feel like. Uh, um, but yeah, no. Look, they, they they come to an agreement that they're each going to face up to to their own stuff and yeah, call a truce. And it is it is kind of a nice like, all right, you know, we're
2: friends. We're t- we're at a truce. Let's they sort literally shake hands. Out. They do. It's very sporting of them. Yes. It's like <laughs> Christmas Day, nineteen fourteen, in the trenches. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> Jessica getting bayoneted at the end of it.
0: We <laughs> could only hope.
2: Well, Terry arrives at Ken's and tells him that the cheerleaders had wanted to make a bitchy chant for, uh, for Claire, and our himbo prince is baffled. is like, why her? Why not me? We're both trying out, and Terry literally sighs. Oh, Ken, you're not the kind of person anyone would ever want to pick on. It's true. It is. <laughs> you might as well pick on Prince Albert the Labrador. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, well, she acknowledges that you know that uh, that like Claire was sort of standoffish to people and and they she sort of rubbed them up the wrong way. But now you know she's going to let her guard down. She doesn't feel like she has to put up this shell. Yeah. And she's uh, kind of like, fine, okay, so whatever. The cheerleaders were angry because she insulted them, but what about you? And then, um. Terry reveals all about her jealousy and
0: insecurity. Yeah, so she admits how she had been feeling and kind of, and again, Ken is incredulous and he's like, well, why would you be jealous of Claire? And, you know, she's like, look, it might seem strange for you, but like, it hasn't been easy for me to accept the fact that the old Ken Matthews is back. And she points out that, look, you and I never dated before your accident. Like he'd never really acknowledged her. You know, it's not that they didn't acknowledge her but like there was never any thing between them before then um and she was just afraid that you know now that his vision was back and he was possibly getting back on the team like ken kind of finishes it all for her he's like oh you were worried i wouldn't want you for my girlfriend anymore um so he kind of was obviously thinking that maybe she had been feeling like that and kind of wondered should they talk about it and he was like you know he kind of could sense that she didn't or that she was reluctant about him trying out for the team and that got him a little bit wound up but um yeah, they obviously just needed to talk to each other this whole time, but neither one kind of really knew what to
2: say. As is the sweet valley way, of course. Yes, yeah, miscommunication is key always. <laughs> well, uh, she says that she thought she would lo- he would she would lose him, but he says he will never lose her, and that it's because of you. I'm back out there on that field. You're my best friend of the whole world, Terry, and you're more than that the girl I'm in love with nothing's oh. going to change that <laughs> and uh, she tells him that Claire was going to ask for another chance with the coach, which the coach and Ken ever the gentleman hopes she gets it and he oh. says that it just was really important to him to try out even if he can never reach his old peak he had to just try out this you know for once and uh, Terry understands and they kiss
0: That's yeah it's cute. lovely Yeah, it is it's very cute there are yeah. a couple I do actually like
2: <laughs> yes me too so on Monday, Claire approaches Terry and Liz and says that she talked to the coach and he gave her a tough time, you know, for walking out. But then he ultimately admits he might have reacted the same way if someone had, you know, wretched his brother.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Like it was, it was a. Uh... A, a particularly extenuating circumstance the way things went down.
2: Yeah. And he says that Ken is going to be the first string for the big match, but she'll basically be the sub. So she's going to get to, you know, go out and be part of the team um, yeah. no matter what happens. And she asks if Terry kept her side of the bargain. And Terry said she did. So they're both delighted. And Claire goes off to apologize for the tier leaders for saying that they're, they were useless. <laughs> Self, yeah, but also, gender traitors.
0: Believe- I- <laughs> yeah okay I mean that's fine but also there's never any talk about the cheerleaders I'm apologizing, apologizing to, her. to her there's literally no mention I know. Of Jessica apologizing oh, God, or like, of course not like but like there's no mention of the cheerleaders also apologizing back for you know making fun of her dead fucking brother yeah. on and the even pitch. if they
2: hadn't know- known about the dead brother um like the idea that they'd sort of do a mean chant when she's cheering that's like that's meant it, to be like, a joke that they don't you know they don't know the details so they don't know how good humor to joke it is
0: that's it the whole point of the cheer was still to humiliate Claire and distract like, her yeah exactly yeah and to mess up to mess with her head like so yeah. I mean there's absolutely an apology needed there from them oh. but there's just there's no mention of it and that really fucking wired they, me up that, when I they passed that book on to
2: Terry and it's like well, really Terry do. didn't make any of you do the mean cheer True, yeah, yeah. Um, which baffled the crowd, so it's not like you thought, this is a hilarious joke that everybody's going to get. <laughs> That's it, like it was a
0: shit cheer, so all it did was really upset Claire and mm. then confused the crowd, so it didn't even do its baseline job, which was to get people cheering. Oh, so, God. Yeah, anyway, mm. stupid cheerleader. <laughs> well,
2: one thing that did cheer me up is that, uh, unlike old tennis girl having a salad a week, uh, ter- uh Claire says, I'd better plan on eating a lot this week. If coach is going to let me suit up for the game, I want to be ready to play.
0: Oh, my God. I need
2: some energy. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> well, uh, Terry says, Sweet Valley High is lucky to have two such great quarterbacks. And Terry is lucky that one is her boyfriend and the other is a new friend. Aww. So So, uh, yeah, all's well that ends well between uh, between them. And uh, we cut to the match. And Liz and Enid arrived late because when Elizabeth stopped by to pick her up, Enid was in tears. Yeah, apparently uh, Enid and Hugh had decided to
0: split up for a while and while Enid thought it was the best thing she was still pretty upset about it so clearly there was a bit of drama I suppose when when Liz had called over to get her so that delayed them a bit but it's kind of, it's like oh, she kind of covers up then for Enid so nobody asks about Hugh or something when they get there so again it's kind of mentioned and then sort of put away again really quickly so it yeah. must be something coming up in a B plot
2: I'm presuming yeah. yeah it's also like god the, like you've literally just broken up with your boyfriend but you can't miss the school match <laughs> I know yeah Heaven <laughs> and like would
0: Hugh be at this as well because it's a big mace again yeah well
2: I mean we know that the they're, they've got a lot of social expectations on them to go to these things but really <laughs> true. I think this would be a good excuse So uh, before the kickoff, whatever the hell they call it, Ken admits that to Terry, his eyes are given a bit of the trouble, Mm -mm. Uh, but he thinks he'll be okay. Um, The game begins and the the cheerleaders go crazy with their cheer for him. And I'm going to let you do it, Karen, because I know (laughs) you want to say that you've been waiting for the moment to cheer for Ken Matthews. Imagine the pom-poms.
0: I'm putting on my best cheerleader voice. (laughs) Okay.
2: Ready? Let's
0: go. Second and ten That's our Ken See him score There will be more Oh, Ken
2: Pop <laughs> 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 bombs Applause Applause Yay! <laughs> Ooh cartwheel And then I fall over Because I can't Ooh, do a cartwheel I can't even try no. uh, <laughs> So we get sports talk Sports talk Sports talk <laughs> uh, Goes on for a few pages I really wasn't paying attention At halftime, The coach says you have to work a bit harder And Terry's a bit worried About how t- You know Pale and tired Ken looks. He's sort of rubbing at his eyes and stuff, and he says he's okay. Um Yeah, there's yeah, there's a few passes that he kind of messed
0: up. Um so he's not on his usual form. Even the form, I suppose, that he had shown in the tryouts. Yeah. He's not quite there. Mm. Um so like Terry can see that it's it's his eyes that are Given him hassle yeah. now out on the pitch. And I think there's been an injury as well to one of their other players, yeah. so it's it's not going super great for the Gladiators right this.
2: Second. It is not. And uh, when Ter- he goes out on the the pitch again, he starts messing up on the pit on you know mid play, and hmm. uh, eventually he stumbles. And Terry can tell he's having one of his sight blackouts, and Big Mees get the ball as a result and. Ken at the neck. I mean, they obviously have all these tens and breaks. Um, Ken tells the coach to take him out of the match. He says he's just not up to you know he's not a, a mm. top, um, a top level of performance. So coach is like, right, Claire, you're up. And uh, Ken admits to Terry that he did indeed sort of have one of his side blackouts. Oh, yeah. But also, Ken does say, I, I'm blowing it for the
0: team. You should take me out, coach. And then it's like three plays later, Big Mesa had to punt the ball and Coach Schultz made his decision. It's like, as soon as Ken said, you should take me out. I know, coach. He should have taken him out. Like, what the fuck were they doing three
2: more plays for? I know. Coach is like, really like, oh, uh, he, he's the reason that there are like... American football players with severe head injuries.
0: Exactly. Yeah, it's shit like that. Where it's like, look, he's having—you know—he has trouble with his vision, mm. and if he doesn't feel like he's up to this, like you take that fucking guy off the pitch.
2: Oh, yeah, he shouldn't he have was, to yeah. constantly
0: demand us. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's like, please take me out. I can't do this right <laughs> now. But anyway, yeah, Claire gets called up, and uh, the whole team start chanting, and like I think the whole crowd start chanting for. Her. So everybody's behind Claire. Yes, so it's, it's including kind of Ken.
2: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, yes. missionists in there. You know, and uh, she's and he's glad she was. He says she was glad. He's glad that uh, she was there to save the day. But yeah, he his doctor did say he'd have blackouts for another few months, and essentially ignored that advice. So he could try out
0: pretty much. Yeah. So he's like he is still recovering, like and yeah. is slow going. So he probably was just going at it a bit too hard and a bit too, too soon. Yeah. Bit too soon.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um. So Jessica leads her chorus of vicious bitches in a new <laughs> chant. <laughs> Who needs a guy when you've got Claire? She wins, she scores, she gets you there. Of all the heroes, she's the best. The greatest player in the West. (laughs) (laughs) And Terry feels nothing but joy and pride for her new friend as she uh, uh, basically enables the winning touchdown or something. And uh, she... She does, yeah, yeah. I think she, does she score a touchdown as well at some point? Oh, Possibly. I think she does. Yeah, but she's she, she's totally the reason they win.
0: Oh, she is absolutely. She pulls it back uh, for them, and it's all great. But also, I just because I I had looked up these things and asked questions. Quarterbacks oh. don't usually score. Uh, I did
2: think that yeah
0: yeah so it's unusual for that to happen and again this is based on my very scant knowledge of NFL so maybe it's different in high school football yeah (laughs) but I was reading this going I don't think that's right
2: (laughs) using your sport expertise American sports expertise
0: it's me your sports correspondent (laughs)
2: well um, Jessica admits or pretends more likely that Claire's really changed my mind about girls playing football and Amy says I never thought I'd be saying this but I'm proud of Claire you don't have the right to be proud of her you bitch
0: fuck off Claire has no interest in you being proud of
2: her but then Amy says has uh, a suggestion that uh, piques Jessica's interest uh, oh yes so she
0: thinks that uh, claire should try out for this spot apparently on eric parker's television show um so jessica's like mm, what what spot <laughs> immediately huh. hears the words television show of course. and amy's like oh you know sometimes i forget that you know i hear about these things first being the daughter of a tv personality and all um just kind of rubbing it in everybody's face yeah. so apparently this guy eric parker like why isn't it jeremy frank who's this guy i
2: was just going to say that <laughs> where is frankly speaking
0: indeed. So this guy Eric Parker is looking for a high school student to be on his show. Someone who typifies the all-American student. Um, and she's like, oh, but now that I think about it, I guess Claire is too unusual. And it's like, yeah, but that's what you want on your fucking talk show, surely, is the unusual student who's done something impressive. It's like not some randomer who's exactly. got nothing to show for herself. Like.
2: <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah, she's, um, oh, by the way, we're reminded Amy's mother is a sportscaster, so you'd think she'd have a slightly less uh, sexist view of girl- girls in sport in the world of sports very true actually as yeah. opposed to it's so unfeminine <laughs> um so uh, yeah uh, apparently she mentioned this news about eric parker <laughs> justice for frankly speaking they better not have taken it off the air in favor of this it, new show it's I mean, been cancelled how many but local like, chat shows can they have truly yeah <laughs> Uh, So, yeah, apparently she mentioned this to Lila earlier and uh, Lila's going to try out. But Jessica has a good point about Lila trying out for this typical teen
0: role. She's like, well, Lila isn't typical. She's like, for one thing, her father owns half of Southern California. How typical is that? Um, So Amy's like, oh, why are you so upset? Although actually now that I'm looking again, it's like apparently the whole country would be watching her is what Jessica is thinking. So maybe this is like a national Mm. TV show. I mean, she's quite deluded. So. Frankly speaking is a bit too local for her now oh, at this stage.
2: Yeah, she's going
0: national. <laughs> That's
2: it. <laughs> going for it. Well, she, um, she thinks it was high time Jessica Wakefield got back into the limelight where she belonged. Fucking hell, have you not had enough attention?
0: seriously I feel like this is how she's ended at least three books recently Oh, as like tight. I haven't had enough attention in the last one <laughs> it's time for everyone to look at me for a change but like this is such like it's obviously a recurring theme anyway with Jessica. Mm-hmm. she's such an egomaniac yeah but I just feel like recently this has been a thing with Jessica that it's like no it's paying attention
2: you are right I mean Jessica you know we hate to break it to you but that endless bottomless pit of need inside mm-hmm. you will never be fulfilled by all this attention nothing will ever be enough Uh, well she thinks that uh, if Lila Fowler thought she was going to get the spot in Eric Parker's talk show show, she would find out that Jessica wasn't about to let let friendship get in the way of stardom I mean (laughs) is anyone surprised by that she wouldn't let friendship get in the way of her you know getting to the front of a cinema queue like she would do (laughs) friendship is meaningless to her if it comes between her and whatever she wants at that given moment Absolutely. It's whatever she can get out of
0: it is uh, how she rolls.
2: Well, that's the end of the book. So can you read us out? I can indeed. Will Jessica get her big chance to be on TV?
0: Find out in Sweet Valley High number 71 starring Jessica. I mean, that's a good title.
2: Hmm. But I mean, she has already been on TV.
0: That is true, yeah. It's not like she's never been on telly before. But, you know, it's just never enough.
2: Well, that was Ms. Quarterback. And it was way more entertaining than I thought it was going to be. I
0: had a great time reading this book. I was so pleased. I was
2: so relieved.
0: (laughs) Oh, big time relieved. Oh, God. As soon as Ken started talking about Claire, I was like, oh, thank God for that. (laughs) Because it really could have gone anyway, like.
2: Um, So... uh, do you have any stats and outfits for her after all that football drama? Or is it all just that. football Yeah, outfit? so,
0: yeah, well, the f- the outfits, mm. we do have Claire, um, I think this is when Liz is interviewing her the first time, and they just kind of mentioned that Claire's slim figure is hidden by a loose-fitting red cotton sweater and a pair of worn jeans. Mm. Um, and then, other than that, it's pretty much just the the cheerleading outfit, mm. which you kind of know what it looks like, but, you know, I always appreciate a description. Go on. Um, so it's a
2: red and white pleated skirt and a white sweater. So, you know. Maybe they'll be up in the merch in some day. will be giving you, I mean, that wouldn't be creepy at all. We'll be giving you <laughs> full cheerleader outfits. Oh, stop. I know.
0: the. Um, and then actually the Blondness and Blue Green Eyes have come back a bit because they've been a bit scant lately. Yes. So the Blue Green Eyes got three. Okay. Which, which is better than we've had recently. Definitely. And the Blondness got four mentions.
2: Okay. Well, I suspect with starring Jessica, we might get a few more outfits and... Mm. Uh, and blondness, etc.
0: Oh, I feel yes, quietly confident about that too. I have to say. Oh
2: well, uh, fingers crossed. But uh, in the meantime, listeners, let us know what uh, what you think. Did uh, did did we make any American football mistakes? We probably did. Was uh, I absolutely
0: way off with all my research and my <laughs> questions that I badgered Angus about?
2: Well, you did some actual research it's more than I did. So your bits may be completely accurate. Mine will not.
0: Uh, find out.
2: Did you share our relief that Ken did not disgrace himself and have to be oh, put in a bin?
0: He came good. I'm so glad. No, it's okay. It's just me in the bin instead. Yeah. <laughs> we'll let you out for next time.
2: Well, you know how to contact us. Uh, You can get us on Twitter at SVH Podcast.
0: You can send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com.
2: And of course, you can find us on Instagram, where there have been polls, there have been pictures of the jackets, um, all sorts of stories. Uh, Karen does sterling work uh, with her, using her professional graphic design skills. (laughs) And you can find us there at svhpodcast. Um, And of course, if you just want to go over, you don't if you're not like, Signed up to Instagram? You can still go over there and have a look at the images and get a link to our um, our survey page. Mm. And uh, we do love hearing from you. We we heard from a listener now. I hope I'm pronouncing your name properly. Is it Nimi Plange, Plange or Plange? Um, well, you said you bought Bar- Nimi bought um, Nimi bought um, Barry's tea after <laughs> listening to us.
0: I know, I feel like you should apologise for making somebody spend I £9 know.
2: on tea. Oh my God, yes. Uh, Nimi said, it's nice. Not nice enough that I would drop £9 again on it though. Maybe they Very should sponsor fair. the podcast. We would take that.
0: I'll tell you, dream sponsor.
2: Yeah. So, uh, well, we're we're sorry that we are influencing... <laughs> led you to spend nine quid Eevee, influencers. on
0: influencers. Oh,
2: well maybe that could be our new thing like tea influencers I mean, I'll take Ooh. that uh, but we hope you did enjoy the tea and um, we also heard from a lot of people who did marine biology in high
0: school Oh, my God. Once again, we were completely wrong. Um, yeah, it, it seems like it was a very common thing to have a marine biology class and amazing fucking field trips like going to Key West scuba diving and shit. Oh, and Antros Island
2: in the Bahamas. Like, what is happening? Like, Jesus. (laughs) Yes, 22nd CCKL said, I was in my school's marine biology class in Ohio in the mid-90s. Our trip was to Andros Island in the Bahamas. My grandma told my mom as the plane carried her baby away to a foreign country that she hoped the plane didn't crash and all those kids get eaten by sharks. Thanks, grandma! (laughs) Super sound. <laughs> yeah, uh, Elizabeth Keep went to uh scuba field trip. Um, shallow nonsense is, our, is my job. Confirmed that Monterey Aquarium, where Andy was getting his fellowship thing, is indeed real. They have a lovely live jellyfish cam and an otter cam.
0: They do. I looked at the otter cam and it Aww. is adorable. I highly Aww. recommend it.
2: Yes. Well, by the way, she also, uh, or he also, or they also, did um, marine biology in school seems yeah, been like, literally everywhere, not even truly. on the coast,
0: somebody in Ohio doing it. like Ohio, like there's no coastline there and yes, they were doing, look like, fair play because I mean once again we were completely wrong and mm. uh, happy to be corrected.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean we feel that we uh, missed out on something, we both grew up on the east coast of the country Um, we didn't get to do any marine biology, they didn't take sure us didn't. like a few miles to the coast <laughs> Sure it didn't. So uh, yeah, this is why this doing this podcast is an education for all of us. Honestly, it's a cultural
0: exchange at this point. It
2: is. Well, if <laughs> you'd like to support our ongoing educational <laughs> program for the thirty and forty somethings. You can do so by going to headstuffpodcasts.com and uh, signing up to support Headstuff Plus, and you can support or signing up to support uh, Double Love and you can choose to spread your support over um, a number of podcasts or you can choose just to have your donations go straight to us. But um Whatever you choose, you'll get access to all the bonus materials from all the shows on the network. And, of course, that includes Pi Beta Alpha. And <laughs> the next episode of Pi Beta Alpha, we will be discussing the episode based on Dear Sister and Dangerous Love. It's
0: very exciting. It's a lot
2: to pack into one episode, but we're going to do it. Oh, we will. Well, I mean, there's a the reason these episodes are extremely long. So... Uh, Probably the Alpha members, we'll see you in the clubhouse. You can get re- psych yourselves up thinking of your pink jackets that you'll obviously all be wearing while listening quite soon. <laughs> and everybody else, we will see you in two weeks when we find out what happens when a certain Wakefield is going to make sure that the credits of a TV talk show read... <laughs> I love Starring it. Jessica. Hell
0: yes, beautifully done. Thank I love you.
2: it. See you then, everybody. Thanks for listening. Go team!
0: <laughs> this show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.